0: Hey, hey, what's going live on, ladies and gentlemen, live already. It is Michael, host of the Smoke Pit Podcast. And uh, before we go any deeper, we got to address this. So the main man, Jake, co-host, got a lot, a lot of adult stuff going on right now. He's making a move. He's going to be busy for the next week or two. So I'm going to be covering a couple episodes, and he's going to be right back, just like it never even happened, even though it did happen. But you know, it is what it is. But uh, he's doing adult things, doing bigger and better things, I guess you can say. Uh, aside from that, we got our guests today. They call me Doc. I'm going to call him Brandon for the rest of the show because it's a real long name, man. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm just thinking how overrated adulting sounds right now. They just
0: that's what I'm saying. I don't want to do any of that. No, I like moved into this apartment, and then I furnished it, and then I realized, wow, man, that costs a lot of money. And then now I'm just sitting here like, I'm just going to hang out, I guess. you know. I'm just a child in an adult's body. That's, that's fair enough. All right, so uh, Navy. Mate, 12 years, active duty, right? Yeah, unfortunately. So
1: every day I regret not joining the Air Force because about a year in, <laughs> the, I don't know who has, has ever been in the Air Force, but if your recruiter was in the office, uh, you should feel blessed and lucky because I don't think I've ever seen one ever in a, in a recruiter's office. But, you know, when you're the best branch and you hit your quotas the second day yeah. of the month, it yeah. kind of makes sense. So... I ended up joining in 2010 at the, the behest of my grandmother. And now she's like one of those supermoto parents that are like, oh, my grandson's in the Navy. Yeah,
0: my grandson's in the Navy. Can That's you wear funny. your
1: uniform? And I'm like, I'm just trying to eat, Grandma. Please stop. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Can and, you wear your uniform to Buffalo Wild Wings tonight?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Please, no, never. <laughs> I was that boot that wore his dress uniform uh, on planes, though, for a while. Because that free first class upgrade. Yeah,
0: I remember. I remember the River Walk too. You talk about the Air Force, man. I'm I'm Air Force. I've been in for four and a half years now. So, yeah. River so what walk was it like to world. have a
1: recruiter in the office?
0: Yeah, oh, amazing! Damn, What's it man. like
1: to be treated like a person? <clears throat> Weird. That's fair. To be yeah. in the military and also be a person. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's right? Weird.
0: It's strange. Like, I battle that every day, and I'm like, I just don't know how to feel. I feel like I should be this just grunt. But then at the same time, it's like, hey, buddy, how you doing today? And I'm like, yeah. You know? It's <clears throat> Like,
1: yeah. I would never join now. Cause really? Because I have too much pride. You know, I couldn't join the Air Force. Come on.
0: That's true. I can't. True. I can't downgrade, but also do. upgrade. Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on what you do, you know, because I'm security forces. So only knowing, like, being a cop. Mm-hmm. you know, in the Air Force. It's like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine anything else. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I think that kind of happens once you do join and you're in for something for long enough. You yeah. kind of become attached to it and you're kind of like, this is all I could ever really imagine. And I like it. There's, there's a lot of really neat fucking people, man, in security forces. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking like just badasses that only care about, you know, like just the, the military gig, man. It's pretty cool. But okay, so right. so 12 years. 12 years. That's Still going. On, on. It's
1: uh, It's about that point where you reach the halfway point and you're like, I might as well yeah. go as far as I can. And so I guess that you're probably going to try to retire out, right? As long as I can pick up e six, that's the goal. Uh, there you go. Uh, the struggle for Corman
0: advancement in the Navy is, is few and far between. Okay. So being a military podcast, right. We just discussed the military. Now let's talk about the gaming portion of the podcast. Right. So what does that all come into play? Kind of tell us about you how you are, what you are, and uh, and then we're going to start cutting into a, a little bit deeper.
1: Okay. Right. So I've pretty much always been a massive gamer nerd. I started mm-hmm. out living in the country, playing Spyro, uh, GTA, the, the originals. So basically all the first-person shooters that, you know, before online was really a thing. Mm-hmm. And being in the country, don't really have a lot of friends. And if you do, you got to ride your bike about an hour and a half just to get to them. So yeah. I played a lot of games and was at home a lot. So I just ended up being more like an introverted nerd. And then I got a PlayStation when I joined the Navy and I started playing Call of Duty and I was like, well, that's it for my social life. This is, this is going to be me. I'm going to be an online gamer. Yeah. Just kind of my thing. And COVID hit and people were freaking out. And I was like, I'm still just going to be playing games. So yeah. I ended Talk up finding- about COVID being good too for, for gamers, man. All the oh, all the Ooh. introverts were like, oh man, first time, first time inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your first time, huh? So it was yeah. it was pretty good. I love I just love gaming, man. Uh I used to be the dude that would only play Call of Duty for a while. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to branch out. Yeah. See, that was definitely yeah, me yeah, for yeah. a good like six years. Dude, my folks
0: hated it. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that like the craziest thing? Everyone's like, hey, man, come play, come play, come play like Skyrim with us. And I'm like, no, dude, I got to go like bust hats, dude, on freaking Call of Duty. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And all my folks hated
1: it. My best friend, he was like, man, branch out. I I don't don't want to. I want to play COD. And then Infinite Warfare came out, and I was like, you know what? I'll get into some other games. I'll I'll start playing some other things. And it's been great since then. I've I've drastically branched out.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And. I don't know. For, for me, being in the military as a gamer, it always kind of felt like there's a lot of people just chilling in the barracks and mm. playing games. But I've never until ultimately until Regiment, I've never really seen a gaming military thing.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Regiment, how did this come to be? Did somebody tell you about Regiment or did you just kind of come across it while looking at so, uh, stuff?
1: I was actually in another military server that we've surpassed recently. That's pretty well known to most people. I was just asking around for other other servers. Like if anybody knew of any teams. And one of the dudes in there, he mentioned regiment. At the time, regiment was like four months old, and I think we had about five six hundred people.
2: Mm-hmm. So it was
1: pretty it was pretty chill. I ended up joining, and it was cool. Met mm-hmm. a bunch of the dudes, started playing with them, and then I kind of became. I got invited to become one of the onboarding brief people. So before we were as sophisticated as we are now, I used to yeah, give yeah. briefs about what regiment was to the people coming in and update this tracker. And it was, it was terrible. It was horribly <laughs> – uh, it, it wasn't – what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't go to college. Organized. There we go. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. terribly organized. And we had to do it like three times a week. Sometimes there would be like six people. Sometimes there would be one person and we'd be having this weird one-on-one conversation about an onboard brief that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be to a group of people. And it's really just, hey, man, welcome to Regiments." Yeah. And then it's blossomed to what it is now. And I love it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, too. So going from and how long ago was that when we were talking only 400 members?
1: Oh, June 2020. I think it was June 2020.
0: And then now sitting here a couple of days ago we reached 14,000 members in regiment. Yeah. How does that feel, man, going from onboarding only a few to like at this point now?
1: It's insane to think about. I saw a Facebook memory last week that we were mm-hmm. at 6,000 last year. So just in a year we doubled. Yeah. And I think from from December, December we had about 8,000. Mm-hmm. So in about six months we got 2,000. Then from December 2021 to now we've damn near doubled.
0: Yeah,
2: That's
1: crazy. TikTok definitely helped for sure.
0: Yeah, and I remember and the only thing I exclusively remember from that was when we when obviously the Russia or the, that that uh, what was it that island that was talking shit to like Russia and they're like you need to do this and they're like fuck off or something like that and you guys had like reshared it and it got like removed didn't it? Didn't TikTok got a few
1: things get muted and removed which is whack by the way and we've used we've used the same videos Mm -hmm. a lot of times and for some reason one will get muted and one won't but such is life on tiktok
0: yeah TikTok's starting to drive me nuts too because now they're only using like certain music that's like commercial when the whole entire point when tiktok first came out was just kind of taking other people's content and just having fun with it and then everybody just kind of blows up and then now like i don't even know when i go to tiktok I don't even know any of the music that's usable anymore, and I just don't see the point. I don't know what their whole it's all uh, kind copyright of free is. Stuff.
2: I just, think it has to do with
1: the the DMCA stuff, and one of the reasons it started getting Twitch in trouble a lot was the DMCA mm-hmm. thing. And a lot of people started using music on TikTok, and the RIA doesn't like that, especially mm-hmm. for verified people, and they're making money off of it. Regardless, if they're not making money off it, they're still not happy because they're not getting paid for those listens. But I'm I'm really feeling like that's where it's stemming from.
0: Yeah, I think it's so unfortunate, too, because it's like if I was a creative like that and I was on that kind of a platform, I don't care. Use the music like let's go spread it around like have a good time. But I mean, to be honest, like two years ago when I really started, like when Vine was kind of like a thing and people were like really using other people's content. I kind of had yeah. a problem with it cuz I was like, man, why are people blowing up off of using other people's content? You know what I'm saying? Like right. the lip-syncing crap and the the lip-syncing other people's videos, but then now I'm at the point where it's like, it's, it's all for for the fun of the game, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. in a the majority of those TikTok videos, you can still find that original content and still be able to watch various types of it, which I think is a really cool thing. But I mean, you know, it is what it is, but Okay, it so should be
1: separate if it's if you're making money off of it, I can understand yeah. the, the DMCA type stuff. And if you're if you're just making videos, I like just yeah. let people do their thing.
0: Like the creative, I, I guess Creative Commons or something like that, right? Like just be able to just whatever. We can all just create something off of it and have a good time, right?
1: But we're running off of a, a law that was made well before the internet was the
0: way it is now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so regiment, yeah, man, freaking freaking huge. I remember bringing on Chris like six months ago on the KCP podcast and talking to him about it. And he was like, yeah, man, it's doing pretty good. And I think there's a lot of big things in the future. And then now we look at it now and it's just insane, man. The amount of things that we're doing, the the outdoors as well, which is really cool, man. I really want to start looking into that once I start kind of getting out and about, because I think it's really neat that it's pretty much inspiring a lot of people that probably don't get out to get out, right? And like the fishing tournament and, and things like that, man, really, really trying to convince people to kind of get out of there, um, their comfort zone and and not only do just the gaming thing significantly yeah right and but the gaming thing's been huge for for a lot of folks
1: and the one thing one of the reasons that one of the things that we started doing that was was when we collaborated with the irreverent warriors Uh, i actually met him for the first time at since uh cincinnati silky's hike last year and it's Mm -hmm. so it's still crazy to think that chris got out uh he got out of the marine corps in like 2020 i think Uh and it was he started it when he was on his way out already. And just to think now of what he's accomplished with regiment, the people he's partnered with, and he's like 23, 24 years old. It's
0: crazy. He's basically the military Nate shot. There you go. Dude, I, it's, that was a, that was a good episode too, because I got like emotional halfway through it, man. And I just couldn't like, my co-host was really taking over for me at the time. But, like, some of the stuff he was telling me that he was um, like helping out vets and just everything that that regiment was doing, I was like, man, this is just crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got hot and emotional. But
2: he's done most of
0: it by himself, too. (sighs) The dude's a beast, man. It's just simple as that. Somebody keeps telling me to put a picture of him as a baby in the background, man. I don't know if I'm going to do that. That would (laughs) be
1: the you should cherish that and frame it and put it up in your environment. Yeah. And if you have a significant other, even better, he'll be like uh, just just to ask. It's just if they ask about it, like uh, we don't ask questions
0: about this child. <laughs> don't ask questions. Who's that in the background? No, nope. no.
1: Nope. <sighs> just just praise it. That's fine.
0: <clears throat> so, psychiatric technician—is this something that you're doing inside of the Navy, or what does your job yeah. look like in the Navy? And then what is okay, cool. So, what is that? What does that entail? What does that look like for people who don't know what it is?
1: So for. For the Navy, we start off as corpsman. So I went to corps school back when it was in Great Lakes. And the Navy always tells us corpsman first. Uh, In some cases it is. And if you're in the top of your class, you get what we call a C school or a secondary specialty school. So you can get like lab tech, x-ray, et cetera. Okay. I had the option for psych tech. and. I was like, oh, I like psych back in high school. Let me do that. I seem to be the person that people want to talk to when they're feeling sad. Let's go to psych school. Mm -hmm. Ended up having like an omen while I was in school. Uh, Two of my friends ended up reporting like active suicide thoughts that they had. Mm -hmm. Weren't happy with me at the time, uh, which was expected because, I mean, if someone is feeling that way and they want to do it, they're not going to be happy that you stop them immediately. Um, but they ended up thanking me afterwards it was a pretty emotional thing and i was like all right i guess i'm in the right field Mm -hmm. and i ended up started out on an inpatient unit in san diego which was amazing because you get to see the real mental health uh in the military uh, and a few civilians as well which is significantly more intense than the military the military mental health is a lot of anxiety, depression, uh, ADHD, I want to get out, I don't want to train those Mm -hmm. types of those types of things. And it it can be kind of monotonous, depending on where you're at. And I've honestly loved it. I've gotten to be blessed with a lot of areas of places I've gotten to experience and things I've gotten to do. I'm essentially like a mini psychologist that can't diagnose Mm -hmm. for the most part, operationally, I'll say anyways. And it's it's great. It's nothing like being a regular corpsman and doing medical stuff. Whereas on the side, it can be fun, and it, it's fun to mess with Marines. But it's it's also to it's also good to be able to have that Marine that knows you're a corpsman, but also knows that you specialize in mental health, and hey, he can talk to you about his bullshit. Cool.
0: And then. Because I'm Air Force, right? So I don't understand. Corpsman is... What exactly is that? Is that just... Drunk? This is the Navy's like, medical. Navy's what? This is the Navy's medical. Medical? Yeah. Okay. So if you happen
1: to Google, like, most decorated job in the military, Navy Corpsman will come up. Um, <laughs> because they, they're the ones that go out with the Marines. Uh, sometimes we'll go individual augmentee to, like, Air Force or Army. Okay. But, Uh, They're called corpsmen mainly because you got to think Marine Corps, but the 1898 was when they started. So one of the reasons that corpsmen are more cocky than like a medic or somebody is because the Navy lets us do more than what we would ever get to do on the outside. Okay. So like in a military facility, if I'm working on a patient or in the field on deployment in a battle zone. We're authorized to do a hell of a lot more than an average person with our type of training. Like we can give out fentanyl, and uh, I can't think of what it is. It's a it's a painkiller, basically when you're dying.
0: I be pro no I yeah, no I'm that's pro- what we give to everybody. Uh, the the what's that the such with an
1: M and I can't think of it. Brain blockage.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh morphine. Morphine. There it is. There we go. Ah! There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, public, I was thinking about like battlefield one for some reason, dude. Public school knowledge
1: right there. And granted we can only ever have it if it were in like a middle of the battle zone and everything. But the fact that we get to yeah. do it is insane.
0: Yeah. Okay. Corman medical, the name's Doc. So you were talking to me about that before we went live. Um, how did that name come to be? You said people just started calling you that, and then you just kind of haven't had a name since. So, what's the birth of Doc?
1: Yeah. So generally, Doc is is for Marines or for corpsmen that are with Marines. So what we call okay. Green Side. So generally, it's with the grunt unit. It can be with another Marine unit, and they're going to call you Doc. But the okay. best ones are the ones with the grunt units. Uh, I was with uh Third Marines. I'm sorry, Third <laughs> Battalion, Six Marines uh, over in Camp Lejeune, and yeah. We're like God to them, and we're just Doc. They don't really know our ranks. They're not the smartest of people. Uh, And when they are smart, they do dumb things very well. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's a love-hate relationship, and we're just Doc to them. Like, we don't really have a name. Once I got with them, everyone started calling me Doc, so I kind of lost my actual name. Since I've been in the military, I don't think I've heard my first name until I was in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, and now and then you
0: hear it and you're like, "What did I do
1: wrong?" Yeah, what's a name I haven't heard in years? (laughs) (laughs) And now everyone just calls me Doc. So I go to the I go to the Silky Sykes. It's like, "Hey, Doc." I go to the hospital. They see Mm -hmm. an FMF pin. They're like, "What's going on, Doc?" Rarely do I get called by my actual name anymore. It's pretty nice though, because if you, it's like a title that you have to earn. Because Marines don't always call the corpsman Doc. If they're okay. calling you doc, that means that they trust you and they trust you with their life to be able to save them and treat them. Okay. Because if you're, if they're not calling you doc, they don't respect
0: you. Huh. The more you know, Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna cut you into this, and then I'm trying to. I'm trying to because it's driving me nuts here, and my camera's so white, man. It's driving me nuts. So I'm gonna try to download this software for my Logitech camera just so I can. Uh, I know how I feel. Yeah, I, I, dude, I just don't want it to look like garbage for other people. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so increase
1: my saturation.
0: If I even had the option, man, I get that Elgato cam, man. I got the Logitech webcam. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, I used to have the Razor, man. I used to have the Razor. Uh, you out here
1: making Air Force money uh, with a Logitech camera. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, this one's actually pretty all right, dude. I, oh, you bought seems, a Camaro, didn't good. you? That's where your money went.
0: No, actually, dude, I bought out uh, with a 05 Corolla, 250,000 miles on it for the first four years. And then I finally have a 17 Silverado.
1: Oh, so you back out of your driveway and fill it back up with gas. Got it. Yes. Understood. Yes in its ass. Instead of $20 to back out of the driveway, it's $40 now. So
0: Uh yeah, it's trash, man. All right. It looks like I'm not going to be able to find this yet, so it's fine. It'll it don't have to wait. Now it looks better. I don't know why does it look like this now? This is the same.
1: It looks the same, but I'm Really? White,
0: so. Right now it looks great. I don't know. Well, I'm color mine on like one eye. What? That's terrible. No, I don't think I really am. Just sometimes I see like a cooler version of things in a different eye. It's super weird. I don't know, dude. I feel I, I think I'm a robot, dude. I'm pretty sure, sure. I, I, are, you, are you seeing things? I'm inhuman. When you
1: get, when you, get you evaluated,
0: <laughs> I see dead people. All right. Uh, back on the military topic, right? So 12 years, you're E5, correct?
1: Now, yeah, it took me about nine years to make it.
0: And is E4 NCO for you or E5 starts NCO? I can't remember exactly. Hey. It kind of depends. Technically, the Navy recognizes
1: E4 as an NCO, but most of the Navy kind of sees E4 as the same as E3 because a lot of what we call rates or jobs will pick up E4 either right out of school or just really quickly. But Corman, we kind of take after the Marines where corporal is a big thing to them. It's NCO status and that means something and it means something when we're over there and also because it takes so long for us to pick up rank generally yeah it means something to us because generally it means that if you're an e4 as a corpsman you've probably been in maybe six years a good okay probably about five six years and you got some experience
0: okay so this is going to be a loaded question but i think you're going to know how to answer it just fine but this is going to kind of tie into a a few things right so you excuse me you've been in for 12 years right so you've had your fair share of leadership you've seen a fair share of leadership and now to a degree you've kind of been leadership for a little bit here Mm. um but you wanted you you said you wanted to talk about mental health uh for a little bit which is um phenomenal and i think everybody really needs to 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 dive into that right but having a lack of good leadership let's put it that way can kind of tend to lead to kind of mental health i guess issues somewhat down the road you know what i'm saying where a And I think people, they kind of need to kind of figure things out on their own, right? And they kind of need to find their own um, version of drive. And especially when you don't have that figure that's above you, that's really actually helping you out with that. So I guess my first question is kind of, when you're in a situation where you have poor leadership and it doesn't look like there's actually a way out of that, even when you do try to talk to your superior and then your superior bullshits you and then you try to go around and you say, hey, I talked to this person. I didn't like what I received and it's not helping me. Can you help me? And you're not getting that. For people in a situation like that, what kind of advice do you kind of have for them to start?
1: Now, when you say they, they ask around, who have they talked to?
0: Well, so say that you're, you're, you're an E4, right? And you talk to your E5, your E5 is like, blah, 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 blah. I don't give a fuck about you. And you go mm-hmm. around to another E5 and they give you the same answer. And now you get another position where you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to need to go to an E6 about this kind of whatever it is, or just in general, your leadership is just not there for you. What kind of advice do you kind of have for people in a situation similar to that? So the,
1: each, i think each branch is a little bit different for the Navy. It's really mm-hmm. easy to be, to go into another shop or department because everyone on the ship, Tends, and unless you're on a carrier, everyone tends to know everybody's business or Mm -hmm. at least know each other. Okay. Just honestly going around, asking a friend who works in another department, if you want to go, hell, you can go up to the E7 level and talking to them. Because at some point, for one, the Navy specifically and military in general is known for shit leadership. It's made news articles. We know it's there. Yeah. And it it seems to barely be changing. It's a very Mm -hmm. slow trickle and talking to somebody about it hell you could just go straight to medical and bring it up because then it's documented and medical has a thing where we say all patients lie but that's mainly because patients can tend to lie like alcohol for example oh i only drink two beers a night it's a whole bottle <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a running joke but if you <laughs> tell us tell someone about it then it's going to get addressed. And then so medical, we've been able to talk to commands and get clarification about what's going on. You, you don't have to ask your command to go to medical. A lot mm-hmm. of people tend to think that they're, they have to ask to go to medical
2: mm-hmm. and in
1: a sense, yes, for accountability purposes, but that doesn't mean that you can be prevented from going to medical. Yeah. And it seems like the more junior you are, the easier it is to get into somebody's head that they're not allowed to do anything unless you say so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So getting, just getting that person to help you out, <clears throat> asking advice. Hell, you could be in a voice chat with regiment talking to yeah. somebody and I've seen people do it. I've seen people post in the, the, I don't pay attention to the other branches, but in the Navy chat specifically, they've asked about like talk to leadership. If someone was going through something Damn. A couple of dudes were going through some legal stuff at the time. And they asked, <clears throat> how did they go about something? And mm-hmm. they either, people either responded in the chat or they would just DM them themselves.
0: I love that. So that's, that's, but now we have, we have two answers, right? One of them being just talk to people. Two of them, boom, slam yourself right in a regimen, GG, man. Start talking to people, <laughs> seeing if somebody can help you. I, I love that. My main thing too is like, I just don't want somebody out there to think that they're stuck, you know, in that kind of position. I've talked to my NCO already. I went around and I didn't hear anything from them either. So I'm just stuck. I'm stuck in this shithole, thinking that this is the way it's always going to be. So it's, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Right? Talk to people. And uh, yeah, it's
1: easy to it's easy to think that because in the military mm-hmm. we can't just quit our job and be like, "Nope, peace. I'm out." Yeah. You, in a sense, you are stuck, but you're you're not as stuck as what you think.
0: mm Hmm so you also talked about kind of digging your way to your own success and if you were army i could have made a pretty sweet fucking joke but you're not so i can't damn no what navy you...
1: jokes i'm shocked
0: <laughs> i don't have any man
1: you're the only uh, person i was expecting uh, like on your knees some something about swabbing the jack yeah you know <laughs> yeah. there could be a million of them
0: yeah but uh so you've you've you Say that you've dug your way to success. So I kind of want to um, unfold that a little bit. Don't have to unfold everything, but kind of, especially for other folks that you think could use it. Kind of, what did that? What did that look like for you? And kind of, what do you really mean by digging your way to your success?
1: Well, I was on my knees. Uh, on my knees. <laughs> so in a in a not literal sense, it's kind of how it was for me, and mm-hmm. just the way the the Navy specific advancement system is you guys take a test in the air force, right? For advance. E yes.
0: Yes. For E five, E six. And then I, it's done after that They've, uh for mass Now it's uh, um, I can't remember. It's like, Oh, board. You go to a okay, board. So board based. Yeah. Do you guys, is
1: it just a test or is there like a pros and cons evaluation type thing too?
0: Uh, I think that, probably goes into it somewhere some way but as far as i know for like especially for like e5 it's just you know your job knowledge and then um air force knowledge and then um if you if if somebody got a 87 you got a 88 they're like the 88 goes you know what i'm saying but okay. i i am sure there's probably somewhere some way someone's like yeah but you know what we're going to you know what i'm saying and some people you know, okay do they do. just
1: curious i actually found out i think 3 years ago that the air force takes the test I had no idea yeah so the way we do is we have a test. Generally, we have a test about our job, mm-hmm. and there's some Navy knowledge sprinkled in there. And we also have, uh, it's significantly less than it used to be. Yeah, 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 And then we have our evaluations. For Corma specifically, if you don't have the top best evaluation, doesn't matter how you're doing on the test, you're not getting advanced. Yeah. It's not mathematically possible. It it can be very disheartening and frustrating for a lot of good corpsmen out there that just kind of mm-hmm. either get screwed. They just don't get the top eval. So it's hard for them to advance. And a few years ago, they came out with this meritorious advancement program or what we call MAP. And mm-hmm. that's how I got picked up to uh, E5. And it's ultimately you got to have the top eval. You got to be doing everything from volunteer work, schoolwork, major, uh, military collaterals, command collaterals. Uh, which you look, you look puzzled. Mm. Me? So,
0: yes. Oh, I'm just taking it all in, man. So, That's the only thing I know is Air Force. So
1: recently found out that the Navy is the only one that has collaterals,
0: mm-hmm. meaning
1: we'll do about nine other jobs that are actual jobs in the military. Mm-hmm. So like that'd be like me doing security forces, admin and medical all together, but I'm only in the promotion for medical. What? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to our world. Oh, the Navy yeah, calls yeah, them okay. collaterals.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So we have to do multiple duties. It stems from back way back in the day on the ship. So if someone dies on a ship, you lose somebody, you got to know how to do their job or the ship's going down. Because you yeah. can't be on ship in the middle of the sea, and you're like, I don't know how to steer
0: the ship. I mean, it definitely makes you more lethal, but it's like not being able to be graded based on the security forces work that you did while being medical. I mean, that's that's huge, man, being able to be a cop and a doc at the same time. Like, that would be really cool on an eval, but I'm, ugh, I don't know. It man. would be cool
1: uh if it was a, a possibility or not expected. Yeah. Now, for the Navy, it's expected if you're not doing – nine other things you're like oh you're not competitive wow so took on a lot of things i was the president of the junior enlisted association at my command i don't think i left work until probably about 1800 most nights Uh uh-huh and ended up getting advanced i cried Mm -hmm. straight up took me nine years and now i'm back on the grind
0: okay so i guess you would say for 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 advice for people that may think that they're kind of stuck and they kind of want to show themselves and kind of, you know, Hey man, I'm more than, you know, what these people think I am is be versatile, I guess, or just get there, get their hands as many pots as possible. Or what, what, what kind of advice do you have for folks?
1: Kind of. Uh, I used to tell my junior sailors at my last command that would feel like they, they were doing a lot and they mm-hmm. weren't, they just weren't getting recognized for it. Eventually, yeah good work gets recognized. The Mm -hmm. way to society tends to be now is if you do one thing wrong, that's the thing that gets noticed. And the, you got the people that suck up the people that complain and they're going to get noticed first because they're the loudest, they're the loudest ones, but you can't ignore or you can only ignore good quality work and work ethic for so long Mm -hmm. and it's going to get noticed. So I keep telling them, keep pushing because it's, you're going to get noticed. It's impossible to not have a major impact and not get noticed at some point. And that's, that's what I did. I just built up that that work, and I got recognized eventually. It just took mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. They say good things come to those <laughs> that wait. In this case, it's, it's true. And for people, in at least in the Navy, military, if you're trying to advance or do something, you're not getting noticed. Keep doing it because you can't ignore quality work yeah. that long. It can only be for so long. The loudest people are going to go away because people are going to notice, oh, they're just being loud. They're not producing anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always say that the, what was it, the squeaky wheel gets to grease, but there's some, there's a lot of good cases where it's, I don't know, certain things just kind of bite people in the ass and they're like, man, we should have had, you know, Joe Schmo doing this, when you look at his record, every single time he's done this, it's been to 100%. It's never been to a 95%. It's never been to a 90%. This man has consistently put 100% in, right? One of yeah, my man. best sayings right now, too, is give give 100, you get 100, right? Um, And I guess, I mean, it's, you know, it's getting it later is, I mean, it's got its pros and cons, you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, you gained a little bit more experience, right? And I feel like that's good as, as an NCO Really being able to have that on your back and then at the same time being able to get to, to certain positions, right? Just because I always – it's kind of weird. Like the way that I operate, right? Like when I was when I was just an airman, my only – my sole job was just to be an airman, right? You just soak in everything. You're just a freaking uh-huh. sponge, right? That's your only job. And then now as an NCO, people consistently ask me, like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I'm in a position right now where being a staff sergeant, my only goal right now is to be the best staff sergeant that I can be, right? And mm. I want to be able to take care of my folks and take care of my troops. But at the end of the day, in order to be the best NCO that you can be possible is you need to know kind of where you want to go, and you need to know where you can go in order to motivate and build the airmen that are coming up before you, right? Too difficult, yeah. Or right. with you. So and then there's that
1: experience level too.
0: yeah.
1: It's like you, because if they ask
0: you how do I do this, and you're like, well, I don't know, and then now you're not being the, the 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 best NCO that you can be, right?
1: Exactly. Then they just look at you like, oh, you just happened to do like you sucked your way to the top.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you just you got there, to get like the, you know, the ninety five percent. don't.
1: You, just, you don't know anything. You're a terrible staff sergeant. Like you don't. Yeah. If you advance too quickly, but you don't take and that into me. effect.
0: I advanced quickly, man. I, I've only been in for four and a half years, and I already got staff on. Now, granted, I worked for it, man. This is something yeah, I wanted since the minute I joined. I wanted to be a staff star the minute I joined. I still remember people saying, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. Now here I am. And I'm like, yes, I did, you know, and I'm really ready to do it. But it's you're yeah. always going to have those people that are like, oh, you probably accidentally yeah. circled B, and they gave you that 80% that granted you the, the victory. And I'm like, come on, man, come on.
1: There's always those people that are going to have that, especially if they're female, people are always going to have that stigma, but all mm-hmm. that really matters is they got it. They got there somehow. Yeah. There was some work involved
2: because mm-hmm.
1: there's always a paper trail. So,
0: And I guess I kind of want to take that opportunity just to kind of say too, is like my, my main thing is like, I just, I don't like to judge people, you know, like we all do it. You know what I'm saying? We all sit back and we kind of go, ah, you know, cause oh, yeah. we all, it's, we're all human, man. That's the way our brains work. Right. But at the end of the day, like my biggest thing is like you don't know somebody's story, you know, and like a couple shows of I hate I keep bringing up this show when I'm talking to Navy cats, man, but NCIS and they uh, just kind of talk about (laughs) they kind of talk about certain things. But it's funny because they'll they'll go into depth about certain people's stories. And from the outside, you go, man, this dude's a loser. But then you learn the story and you're like, oh, my God, you know. So that's how um, I am
1: with my with my patients cuz mm-hmm. there's some people where I genuinely feel for them
2: mm-hmm. and
1: there's some people where I'm like you're just a little bitch.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. but
1: that doesn't affect how you have how, them. you got them. It's 100%. But that doesn't affect how I'm doing, dealing with them on a professional level. Regardless, mm-hmm. like, they're still going to get the same treatment. I'm still going to listen to them. I'm yeah. not going to judge them while they're there. Once I write the note and I'm done, I can be like, man, that guy's a little bitch.
0: Or yeah. I can
1: be like, oh man, they were they they're going through some
0: shit. Yeah, because I never want to be faced with the inconsistency. You know what I'm saying? You tell me that you give people 100 out of 100 every single day so you can get 100, but then you gave this guy 95, and then boom, that blows, blows all my credibility out the window. Right. Yeah. So I like that you said that. Um, you said you kind of wanted to talk about mental health a little bit too. Um, I kind of want you to guide that since you do assist with that. And you've had, I'm sure you've probably received a couple phone calls, as have I. And uh, it's a very emotional topic, but. Let's see. Um, do you do any mental health uh, work outside of your job in the military? Like, do you? Oh, I know yeah. Stack Up has their phone calls that they they stand by waiting for people to call in. Kind of what what is that for you? What do you what do you kind of do?
1: Uh, I do. <clears throat> I'm part of the national leadership for Reverend Warriors. The okay. those silky socks that we've been going on. Okay, and uh, for
0: folks who don't know, can you uh, give us a brief summary on that?
1: Yeah, so Reverend Warriors, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Vet TV, but it yes. was started by Donnie O'Malley. I mean, it was okay. started by him, and then he okay. went off to make money doing Vet TV. Okay. And it's very Marine heavy. Uh, sometimes the uh, Air Force will get, uh, they'll check their email, and they'll, they'll come out to the hikes. Mm-hmm. We just had to apologize that the AC isn't working. <laughs> and it, it's great. I had always wanted to go to one of them. and ended up getting stationed in Chicago. I'm like, oh, big city, there's got to be a hike here.
2: Yeah.
1: And there wasn't. I'm like, this is unacceptable. So I emailed them, and I'm like, hey, I want to put on a hike in Chicago. And uh, who we call Mama, she's the president of the organization, okay. uh, Mama Cindy. She entrusted with me. Uh, they brought us out to the Black Rival Coffee House, rant, coffee mm-hmm. ranch
0: house. Nice. Okay.
1: And we got to go. We, we revamped the, the mission goals and – uh, the motto, yeah, mission yeah. statement, mission, vision, and goals. And I, for the next six months, planned a hike in Chicago, which was terrible. It was the most red taped <laughs> thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. never been to a silky hike. My first hike coordinating and attending was the mm-hmm. same thing. Don't recommend.
2: Mm.
1: But it, it was amazing. And it, it's one of the most frustrating things. uh, if you've ever been to a silky hike, they're amazing. When you're the people that are planning it, you just, you hate life for six, the six months while you're putting it on. And then you see everyone out there. You see all the people having connections. You, you, you listen to the stories where people will come up to you and tell you like the Vietnam vet that came out to his first hike. And he's like, I, I never felt like I was in the fight and back in the fight until now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Those are the
1: type of moments that are incredible because, he, he'd been living his life since, what, the 70s, 80s? Yeah. And just just living. Yeah. Or barely living, I should say. And he he said he felt like he was back in the fight after attending one hike. Yeah. So people get to be themselves. And I love seeing that and hearing those stories. And it puts all of that work 100% worth it. And ever since I left that area, I'm like, I can't abandon this mm-hmm. organization yeah. so i ended up doing i, I managed the social media twitter and i do the their discord mm-hmm. and which made me want to be like all right if i'm doing the gaming section of this i want to collaborate with regiment get all the gamer nerds off the couch for a day
0: yeah come yeah. out and
1: see each other in person yeah got chris to his first first hike Or I, I saw him in cincinnati which i think was his first hike dude was wearing shorts and was highly Highly disappointed that he wasn't, he wasn't in silkies. He was in basketball yeah. shorts. Uh, still disappointed, Chris. Um, and it was amazing. And then we started putting them on our events and getting more regiment people out there. So I've every hike this year, I've worn a regiment shirt, a full regiment flag. So I can uh, attract all those introverted gamer dudes and girls out to yeah, yeah. an in-person event. And then I've noticed we're starting to do more events with regiment, which is, insane like yeah just going back to insane to think of how far we've come in the past two
0: years well dude and the cycle's like incredible because you think about like the whole origin of regiment was just to kind of give vets something to do like hey don't don't stay at home and only do nothing, you know, like, let's Mm -hmm. do, let's do some streaming. Let's get you on a stream. Let's get you playing the games that you enjoy in front of people that want to watch you, you know, this, this and that. And then now we're getting those cats outside to go and meet each other, go out and hiking and just, it's like this cool little cycle, man. And it's like, it's incredible. You know, I, 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 yeah, dude. And I'm happy for you, man. I'm proud of you and everything that, that's that, that, that you're doing, dude. It's sweet. That's what got me into
1: regiment too, was it's so similar to the Reverend Warriors, what I was doing. Uh-huh. It was just my gaming passion. It was basically the same mission. You get invested together, and it was kind of inclusive to Just Vets because mm-hmm. we can be our dark selves. We can have that, uh, yeah, that irreverent sense of humor. The we can joke about some suicide jokes or joke yeah. about somebody getting blown up in yeah. Afghanistan. And it's funny to us, and if you know who you're talking to, it's funny in that sense. Yeah. Where in the civilian world, we're going to be like, we need to commit this guy. Um, Somebody call the police now. Yeah. And we just can't talk about that. And regiment is the online sector for what I felt like I was getting at the hikes. It's
0: like a virtual smoke pit,
1: man. Exactly. No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended, bro. And I don't know about you, but as a call of duty player playing with veterans is a hell of a lot better. You got, shooter right hallway (laughs) you're giving cardinal directions versus Mm -hmm. he's over there yeah yeah love it thank you thank you for telling me where Mm -hmm. he was over there i love that direction
0: i love that way that's a great place to be at he's right here yes right here thank you yeah oh man dude that literally happened to me like a couple weeks ago we were just playing, and somebody was like, "He's over there," and I'm like, "Wow, I love that! That's amazing! I would have never survived if you didn't give me that call out." Where's he at? Over there? Okay, I mean, I'm I would expect there. it from the Air Force, but <laughs> come on, I'm like a little bit like, I don't know. Are you in? Your, are you
1: are you in your dorm right
0: now? Is that where we are? No, no, no. So I'm at I'm at my second base. I'm at uh um uh, in my second apartment. Base. Yeah, I'm at like two bases at one time. You know what I'm saying? No, so I started off in Minot, North Dakota. Man, I was there for four years. Now I'm over here uh in uh well say New Mexico. I don't want to call out my exact location, but in New Mexico, in an apartment that's too much, but whatever. The cost of living here is kind of ridiculous, but it's cool, man. Um but uh, none of us can no. ever
1: listen to the Air Force's struggles and be like, man, y'all gotta bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. Um, and I totally, I totally get it. Uh I love messing with my Air Force friends. No, 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 not For sure. Uh, the dorms are pretty cool. They are pretty cool. See, that's one of the reasons that we hate y'all. Just the fact that you you have
1: it nice enough that they're called dorms.
0: Yeah. Well, they. <laughs> some of them weren't as cool. Some of them were, well, I'm, we're talking straight barracks, whatever you want to call them. Um, How I'm much sure extra did you get that. paid to be there? <clears throat> Uh, not th- actually. You don't get paid to be there. You actually do have to move off base in order to get that BAH, and then living here too. This is the BAH is less than what I'm paying for rent, which is actually. I think I'm losing out on like two hundred, three hundred dollars. It's not terrible. Uh,
1: it's not too bad. It's
0: it's not too bad, but I'm definitely not in a boat where I feel. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut this out of the show, but I'm definitely not in a position where I feel confident right now. But I mean, it is what it is. Um. But uh, nah, leave it in. Yeah, leave uh, it in
1: vulnerability. Got to be, be
0: real vulnerability.
1: We can't be, yeah. can't be afraid to be vulnerable, man.
0: No, it's just like it's one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm finally good on all fronts. But yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest about it. You know, my financial situation isn't the best. It's nowhere close to where um, I want to be. Uh, but that's what time and life is for, right? And that's what I want to work at for the next couple months. That's kind of my my upcoming goals and kind of what I want to um tackle head-on right is that yeah. financial piece i feel like being 24 years of age i really need to start getting that shit in order Little little whippersnapper over here hey man
1: fucking young little you
0: whippersnappers
1: i turned 31 on sunday
0: man yeah man you excited or what no
1: no i wasn't wow. excited. I'm excited for the last year two years now
0: yeah once uh, it's past
1: 29 you're like oh the big 3-0 I get a free dinner now, I guess.
0: They say the the dirty 30. It's I'm seeing that for some reason on social media everywhere.
1: I'm still I'm still young. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that prt yeah. cycle though, moving into that next bracket. There you beautiful. go. Oh, you mentioned the uh, mentioned the vulnerability thing though. Yeah, and one of the reasons I want to say is keep it in is I I actually get that question from generally in the Navy Chiefs and above, so E7, E8, E9. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes some of the officers, they're like, how do I I don't want to seem like my like I'm coming to mental health. What are my juniors going to think? Yeah, And I tell them, if I was your junior and I needed to see mental health and you one were open about that, you had seen it. I would feel a lot more comfortable talking to you about it or at least the resources, how to get it, because one, I- I'd be like, oh, he understands. She mm-hmm. understands. They get it. They've been there they know the resources they know what i need to do and they're also not afraid to tell me about it they're not like oh i'm an e7 i don't have those issues yeah 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 they have that vulnerability to to say hey i've struggled before yeah if you if you're having struggles i'm willing to tell you about some of those struggles mm-hmm. be that vulnerability still keeping that professional line and getting yeah. them the help that they need like but that. that's the difference between a good leader and a and a toxic leader.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there's no such thing as being too experienced to to, to to talk to somebody about what might be going on. You know what I'm saying? But even I mean, we time has shown us, man. Time, you know, it's some of the head honchos, man, are going through some of the hardest stuff. You know, or quite literally, the people that you think have it the best and are the happiest and always have a smile on their face have probably been through some of the worst stuff. Yeah,
1: those are usually Um, the ones I'm
0: more worried about, too. Yeah, right. The ones that are always, always, always smiling. People always talk about the,
1: you think about the the negative stuff, like, oh, giving away your things, Mm -hmm. all the the negative stuff that you see. And I'm like, that's cool. We all know those things. It's ultimately a a deviation of character. What's different? So if you got the gamer nerd dude that's introverted, he'll, he might talk every so often, but then also he's going out partying with you guys on the weekends. He's he's chatting up a storm. He's he's screwing the new E3. Like yeah. What's going on? You know, might what I mean, a Something's little bit of
0: suppression up. there. Huh?
1: Yeah. Everyone everyone thinks like, oh, yeah, he's just getting out more. He's having a good time. Maybe he's just feel he's feeling better in reality. Hey, he's that's feeling his way. He's, yeah. he's suppressing feeling something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, most people don't notice that. They don't think about the the deviation of character. They only see the negative things that we're all taught about versus how most things tend to look actually.
0: And I like that you mentioned that for some of the folks that are going to be watching that are at this specific part right here that 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 do want to take more notice to some of this stuff. What are some other signs that people don't really talk about that could be indicators for something like that?
1: That's one of the things is, is ultimately a deviation of character. So if you're a leader, you have to know your people. So you've got to mm-hmm. know, like yeah. myself, if you don't know that I'm a gamer and I kind of just stay home, yeah, you're not going to know. You're just – if you don't know your people in the leadership sense,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I was telling my sister actually the other day because she just commissioned and she got her one salute and I was telling her how to get her enlisted. Yeah, she's making more money. I was telling her how to get her enlisted to, to feel more comfortable with her. I'm like, if they can yeah. talk to you, you're never going to get them to talk to you like how they talk to each other or another enlisted person. It's always going to be fake because you're an officer. Mm-hmm. But if you can get them to talk to, the, talk to you as comfortable as possible within that professional boundary, that's the goal. And that's how a quality, like for an officer, that's how a quality person in, in leadership does it for that. For an E7, E6, E5 that's in leadership, if you don't know your people, you don't know what's different. So you mm-hmm. don't know if I'm the gamer and then I'm going out partying to even ask me why.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's gonna ask. Nowadays, I'm I'm confident to say that most people will have someone around them that if something negative was truly going on and that was how they were presenting was like they're sleeping more they're just not doing anything the the, the typical aspects we know of they're going to get asked about it it's yeah. the person that doesn't want to show that and they're they're going the opposite way about it it's just noticing the little things taking the time to actually ask it because when we're not we all go to these trainings and we're like yeah i would ask someone how many of us have done it and then are willing to admit is it awkward yeah, it's awkward. Even in patient settings with myself, I'm obligated to ask people if they're feeling suicidal. Rarely does it feel comfortable. It's not an easy question to ask, no. but it's the question. Even asking if someone, "Hey, are you all right?" Taking that time to listen and expecting a real answer from them, and not just, "Hey, are you all right?" and then hoping nothing else happens. Because yeah, people pick up and on I that think. Too.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody gets that nervousness too. As soon as you open your mouth and say, hey, man, are you okay? You start getting that thought of what happens if they say no. Exactly. And what happens, you know what I'm saying? And that's where, I mean, obviously, you got to be prepared to either take them wherever you can or just be able to have um, whatever knowledge and experience in your mind to be able to like sit down and have that conversation with them and be like, hey, man, you know what? Let's talk this out a little bit. Um, But no, okay, so continue. Sorry. It's just as soon as you said, are you all right? I had that thought in my mind. It's like, now what if they say no?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, people ask it all the time. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" You generally hear, "All oh, living the dream." Yeah, That's so great, surviving. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mess honestly. I'll, I'll do it as a, a my own sociology experiment. Is yeah. people that I work with that are in the mental health field, I'll give them iffy answers like, "Oh, surviving," just to yeah. see if see. they, if they continue up, if they follow up, if they're paying attention to the answer. And if they're at least asking, and then also listening, yeah, to keep my own people in check. I mean, yeah, and I'm,
0: I'm, I'm. No, keep going. Sorry. No, no. By all means. I was gonna say I'm. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think that's one of the main things that kind of aided in my last unit is. Unlike a lot of people, like when I was in the hallway and I'd be like, "Hey man, how you doing?" And somebody be like, "I'm all right." I'd be like, "What? Hold on, man. How was your weekend? What'd you what you do this weekend? what you uh, Did you get out? Did you do this? Did you do that?" And I'm a big advocate. I'm so glad you said it. Is just getting to know your people because that's the main thing. And I know that's becoming a really big thing right now in the military. Is people mm-hmm. are starting to really take notice to that. Hey, you need to understand your people in order to help the, your people. You can't help somebody you know nothing about. Because you're going to end up giving them an, an apple when they wanted a banana. You know, this is a real broad example. But things of that nature, right? Really understanding your people. And it didn't matter who you were in the hall, I didn't Yeah. I passed you. Hey, hey. Good to see you, sir. How you doing today? Ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> what? And then I would just kind of, you know. And I think people really took notice of that. And I feel like, I guess my moral of what I'm saying right here is that I think a lot more people need to be like that. I, 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 yeah. I feel like a lot more. I feel like most people do care, but I mean, people just don't, for some reason, don't show it. And I don't know why, like people, I think people get stuck in this kind of like, where they got to either put on this like tough guy image, or they got to put on this certain image when it's like, at the end of the day, man, I don't really think anybody lays on their deathbed saying, Hey, I should have been more of an asshole,
1: you know? No, but But I think so. I would say, do ask if you can handle it. mm Because if if you're not doing the greatest like you're getting by you're doing all right but yeah. you're you're just you're not mentally where you want to be or you don't have the capacity to take on someone else's stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: can be can be a reason but understanding that and hell even if you say if you happen to say hey what's going on telling someone that you that you're not able to handle or mentally take on what they're going through
2: mm-hmm.
1: is okay we never want to say that because we feel like we're blowing the other person off. But in reality, when I've heard that one time, one time ever, mm-hmm. uh, someone was like, hey, I'm not really uh, able to take on this conversation, man. I'm just not mentally with it. I personally was way more appreciative of that because one, it's not I'm not wasting my time. I'm not just opening yeah. myself up, pouring it out. And then yeah. he's like, ah, sucks, man.
0: Yeah, giving me that like A B answer and you know, not even Embrace it. On. It is what it is. Yeah. And uh, I they're more it. appreciative of it. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. It's like it's it's funny because I, I hate that when but when you actually look into the original, like meaning and where the is, it is what it is came from you're like oh wow man that's real deep th-. but I mean you could do that with anything you know what I'm mm. saying I, I we can we can have that conversation all day you could take one basic answer and make it like this godly like oh my god straight out of the, like the the Bible or something right yeah but uh so you mentioned your e6 no, I like first. that Staff e-6? uh E-E-5, e5 e five okay yeah
1: tech sergeant is e6 yes okay air force is one of the ranks that, that I don't I know the least
0: Hey, yeah, I should probably <laughs> know all the ranks, and I just don't. But no, okay. I know air is, but
1: that's it. the navy's the weirdest. We're the only ones where the officers are different. Uh, <clears throat> just curious. We should because, have Master
0: Chief though, because every time I hear Master Chief, I'm like, oh, Halo. Huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, y'all took Space Force from us, so. <laughs> how many how many TVs you show space you've Force? seen where it's uh it's not the Navy because it's a spaceship?
0: Man, I wish we could have had Top Gun, man. <laughs> like, Overrated. Uh, it's all right. Overrated. You think Top Gun's overrated? Overrated. I love Top Gun.
1: As a navy, as a navy person, overrated.
0: I just love it because I feel like it's one of those few movies that you can watch and you can walk away and adopt that kind of mentality. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those kind of things. Everybody uh, starts wanting the aviators, and everyone's wearing too, the you know
1: Too moto for me. I want the real, the real stuff. Show me what the military is really like. I'm a, I'm a thank you for your service movie kind of guy.
0: Oh, there you go. That's oh, it's tear jerking. So most it's, of it is just a bunch of. Smoke pit shit talking, dude. Exactly. If they really want to, if they really want a military, movie.
1: <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite things is I love throwing off my leaders and asking them how they're doing. Yeah, because as back when I was an E4, and even as an E5, how many people you, you think are asking the E7s, E89s, how they're doing when they're probably holding a lot more on their plate than, yeah, what I was gonna say doing. I was
0: the only one, that's why I, I think I stood out a little bit. That's fair. Cause I was always, uh, I don't mean to, I don't want to be in
1: the married, the, the dancer Mm -hmm. off base,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: keeping everybody at home when they don't want to go home, you know, those types of situations. Yeah. But who's asking them how they're doing? Nobody. Well now I think it's, it's, I think it's getting better.
0: A little bit. Yeah. But no, that's that's one of the cliche
1: ones that I think we're, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. It's a lower enlisted type thing where, you you just don't think to ask your superiors how they're doing cuz you're like oh they've already gotten this far they've already yeah. been doing fine right but they're still human yeah they may have gotten that far yeah but that doesn't mean they're immune to life
0: yeah right? and i i think i adopted that attitude like very short on just because of everything i was trying to do and where i wanted to go and i'm like this dude like my thing even before i was in the military like i was i would I was the guy that would get the phone call like, Hey man, I'm done. Like I'm done. I, I I'm fucking done. I'm done with it. And I've had a lot of conversations where the phone call does not end with a gunshot. Right. Mm. And I'll, I'll always hold that. Right. So then coming in, and then being like, I want to get to the point where I'm an NCO and where I have a couple of airmen that I can kind uh, of, you, you know, I can kind of take under my wing and really build and kind of um, get them to the point where they want to be. Right. And show them where where they can, their directions that they can go. Mm. And I really started analyzing that. And I'm like, I'm thinking about all this and all that weight that's on your shoulders, but I'm not even there yet. So I start thinking about my supervisor and the fact that he's doing that already for five people. And I'm like, <clears throat> where I'm at mentally. Like this dude might be in that same boat. So I really adopted the whole kind of take care of your, your supervisor type of mentality, mm-hmm. right? Hey, soup, what do you need from me? What do I need to do? Not, not, not kissing ass, but like, what, what can I do to get you home earlier? Because all of my NCOs, they have families, they have kids, they have this, but they're staying later than me when I'm a fucking brand new airman. And my only job is to come in and do this fucking job, man. That's mm-hmm. it. And then I go home. So why am I the one that goes home first? You know what I'm saying, and that's what I had a problem with very early on. So I was like, "Hey, soup, what can I do to make sure that you can get home to your family and your kids and what you got going on?" And then, like you mentioned, right, some of those supervisors they'll tell you, "Hey, man, I I, I re-enlisted just because uh, it was my only option to pay the bills and uh, and to put food on the plate for my family and my kids." And it's like, yo, that's that's fuck, that's weight, man. That's weight. And that's why I kind of adopted that whole, hey, how you doing today? Are you sure you're doing good today? You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's just mm-hmm. that genuine caring for people. And it's like some people will call it cheesy, but it's like, man, I hate that, you know, because this life shit ain't a joke, man. We all get caught in this like, ah, it's another day. It's another dollar. Let's just blah, 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 blah. Life's easy. Life's blah, blah, blah. No, man, there's going to be that second of the day where like it, it's going to hit you where you're going to realize, yeah. man, life is not a fucking joke, dude. And you can really, you can torment yourself. You can absolutely torment yourself if you just simply don't talk to people, you know?
1: I can't I'm always telling all the younger cats that you know, people of your age. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> people of your age. That yeah. uh, the phone so the phones, I tell people like who likes uh I'm like one who has an iPhone. And phones, man, phones. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone?
0: I do, but uh we're gonna I'm gonna talk to you this about this so in, in a just, second. I don't like my phone, but
1: so you just live on the charger then? All right. No, go, go. You go, and then I go. So I, I make fun of iPhone people for uh, having dead batteries all the time. But I'm like, we're the same as our phone. No mm-hmm. matter what, you don't want a dead battery. So let's say you you've been using your phone all day. Uh, for an iPhone person, you've been using it for 20 minutes, and you're on like 30% battery, and you're going out tonight, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I got to charge my phone. You know, you're not going to get a full charge. Plug it in, you might get. Ten percent. If you got a fast charge, you might get fifty percent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The goal is to keep it as far from zero as possible. Yeah. We're the same as our phones. We don't want our battery to go dead. And when we're just constantly being drained, what are we doing to recharge? What are mm-hmm. What are you doing for that hour a day that that thirty minutes to get that ten percent charge to yeah. not have a dead battery? And I, I tend to be kind of philosophical and have an anal, uh, things that compared to in that yeah. sense. So this is one of the things that, to get people to be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You don't want your battery to go dead. So like gaming for me, that's how I recharge my battery.
2: Right.
0: I dude, I used to be like that, but I just can't like the gaming just doesn't do it for me. How dare you? How dare you say that? How, I'm like, you're in a gaming team. Man. How dare you? <clears throat> yeah. The you audacity. know, the audacity, dude, the audacity Minacity, Karen. Um, no, I like that You mentioned phone and I, I I'm at the point man where I, I, I hate my phone. I absolutely hate it. We have an iPhone. So that makes sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like the trash. We're, we're light years behind Samsung. Yeah. Right uh, Steve, Steve jobs died. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I didn't, I wasn't laughing at him dying. Um, <laughs> You someone's know, someone's going to comment and be like, how dare you laugh <laughs> if Steve Jobs dying? Dude, somebody's going to cut that. And like Steve Jobs died. I just go, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, But no, it's funny, man. I just, I, I hate my phone now, you know, and I'm actually really, I guess I can, I mean, I need to stop publicly saying it, but I mean, I always say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm breaking from social media. This is trash. But like, I'm getting to the point where like, I really do, man. I, I, I'm, I'm just tired of it, you know? And, um, originally it was because I was making the music and I was heavily making the music and I felt like I needed to have this image, but now it's getting to the point where it's like, why? And why do I, why, why, you know? And I just don't like it anymore. And I don't like zooming around on social media all day, mm. just kind of waiting for that one comment, that one like or whatever, whatever. So I really been diving into other things, but ever since I was a kid, man, I've liked writing short stories and I really do want to get back into that. And I mean, I really want to like sit down and really, I have a very big creative mind, and that's why I like to do what I do. That's why I did the music. That's why I do the podcasting. I can talk all freaking day. But at the same time, I can really put myself in another world, and I really want to tackle that, and I really want to get back to work on that, kind of writing short stories and writing all that kind of stuff. But my recharge, man, I've really started to look into is different types of meditation and really trying to tackle that and uh, reaching that, I guess you could say, Zen, and really reaching um, true mindfulness and being able to be present. I want to be present, man. Cause there was one part where I thought life was too slow. And then obviously when you're younger, right. And you're like, mom, I want to be an adult. I want to grow up. And then that first bill hits and you're like, ah, shit, this, uh, sucks, this is man.
1: overrated. Can I not be an adult now?
0: yeah exactly this is trash i remember telling my mom about that like mom i can't believe it man i wanted to be right here right here and then now it's like i got this bill coming up and my 05 corolla doesn't even run anymore and they told me that i need to ride it until it blows up which is probably going to be in two months and i'm sitting here like this is what adulting is uh, it could be far worse though don't get me wrong i'm thankful for what i have right but uh going from that to now dog it feels like every fucking day is so quick and it's like that—that that autopilot, right? We start mm. getting stuck in that autopilot. You do the same fucking thing every single day. And then all of a sudden you're like month two, month three, month three. And that's where you see online where it's like, oh my God, February went really fast. And it's like, that's because we're all stuck on autopilot. So now that my recharge, what I'm really trying to work on right now is really trying to be a little bit more present, right? Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss certain moments. I really want to enjoy it. But then mindfulness at the same time, really being able to just sit That It sounds, I know some people are going to be, oh, that's corny. But no, man, it's, it's super cool being able to sit there in a chair and just be like, yo, like I'm here right now, you know? And I'm grateful for everything. That, that I got, you know what I'm saying? And ever since I went to Africa and came back, man, it's just like, that's, I'm so thankful that I went there and saw what I saw and got to talk to the people who I got to talk to. Cause now I'm able to really well, I'm really able to sit down and be thankful for what I have and you understand that a, just. You ever a
1: deprivation chamber?
0: Dude, that sounds like the fucking gas chamber from BMT, dude. What is that? It's totally not
1: the same. Uh, I'm you scared. You ever heard uh, uh, cha- uh flow therapy? Float therapy, yeah. So, no. depra- so deprivation chamber or float therapy
0: is it's kind of synonymous. So you that sounds like depriving, right? Is that like taking yourself away from certain things?
1: Yes. So it's a, okay. you go into this this pool and it's just it's got just enough water to to float on, mm-hmm. and after a while, it, you basically feel weightless, like you're you're not even there, okay. and they can turn off the lights. And they, there's like, no, no, it's like a soundproof area. Yeah. And it's, it's just deprivation of sensory and Mm it, it can be enlightening. Some people can freak out. So if you're, if you're not really into that thing, I'd love that, dude. That sounds. Don't recommend starting with it. Easier way. Nah, I'm going to start wrong. I'm going to (laughs) go (laughs) wrong. So people start Ah! freaking out in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nowadays, a lot of people don't, they can't disconnect from their phones. Uh, Mm -hmm. I see, I saw it with recruits all the time. One of the biggest things was, I mean, when you're in boot camp, I don't know how Air Force boot camp is, but boot camp when high school. Okay. And when, when they get there, they don't have their phones. They're like, oh, I don't don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They've never been alone with their thoughts. They never had to just sit there. Everyone has their phone all the time. Now you can be in line at McDonald's for two minutes. You know what you're getting. It's the same dollar menu since like
0: 1999.
1: Yeah. And the person in front of you is ordering. So you're going to whip out your phone. You're going to scroll. You're doing nothing. You don't have a check. You're not checking anything. You're just scrolling for the sake of scrolling, having something in your palm to occupy your mind. And they've never not had that. So their, their mind just goes haywire when they're just sitting there thinking about nothing. And then they, they think their thoughts go all over the place. And when you've never Mm -hmm. experienced that, that can, it can also be a terrifying thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And now I think, as a society we're kind of moving that way because we're always connected we're not supposed to be that connected yep. all the time yep it's exhausting we we need that disconnect like relationships need that disconnect our social relationships need that disconnect i don't know when i say relationship mm-hmm. I mean, like intimate relationship yeah we need that disconnect because it's just that constant stimulation and
2: yeah. then
1: on the other side of the dopamine of getting that like yeah. And, but then the, the depression side of seeing someone else in a sense that we want to be you. like, they're, they look like they're having a great time on the beach. You're stuck yeah. at work. All well, of that's mine.
0: Dude, it's that that. Yeah, – I'm so glad you're saying that because the connection's huge, especially with the relationship thing too. We're not meant to be like this all the time with people. You know what I'm saying? We need that mm-hmm. little bit of space. We need that break because that gives our mentality that break. In order for us to go, hey, you know what? I want that again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and, it, and it might sound rough and tough, but I mean, th- that's the way it is. Because if you're just around something 24-7, it's like it loses, I guess you could say, that value, right? <clears throat> but then you look at that connectiveness too. If I see you on social media every single day and I'm right there, I see you on the beach every day in my phone. Two months down the road, I see this every single day. Is there a fucking reason for me to hit you up and say, hey, how are you doing? Nah. No, because I've seen you every single fucking day. That's why I also want to take my massive breaks away from social media because there's no reason for me to connect with these people anymore because I see them every fucking day. And then people sit back and have the audacity to go, hey, man, why don't you – you never call me or anything. It's like I don't need to. I see what you're eating three times a day every single goddamn day. You made a status
1: about you went to McDonald's. You posted
0: the picture of it. Yeah, congratulations. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I want to do what I want to do is because I want to be able to call people in two months and be shocked that they went to the beach and that they did this and did that. Exactly, Instead like of being like, a oh yeah, I'm like, oh man, that looks like a great time. Exactly. So I'm I'm so glad you said that. And I think really I think people really need to kind of hone in on that, right? And also saying that it kind of reminded me of something, uh, the podcast that I'm listening to from like Andrew Huberman, right? And I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he talks about um Kind of just like neuroscience and all this crazy, crazy stuff. But he talks about just simply in the morning, right? We're not built to process all that fucking information as soon as you wake up. He talks about that downloading process. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning, that's your time to really start slowly downloading things. But when people immediately get on TikTok and Facebook and they're receiving all of this stuff so quickly, the best way for me to equate that is you start turning your entire day like that. So if you start right off the bat, receiving all that information, all you're going to want to do all day is to continue, 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 continue. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up and you just start kind of start with a cup of coffee, maybe a a couple pages of a book and you slow it down, you're really going to slow down your day instead of just waking up and going blah, 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 blah. So then all day, that's all your brain knows because it's the first fucking thing you did in the morning. So you're just, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." and then at the end of the day, you're like, what did I do today? I don't know what did I eat for breakfast. I don't
1: remember. You know, you know. What it's I'm a, saying? it's a drug. Our our brain chemistry is equivalent to like how a drug is, and yeah, the reason that drugs are so popular is because it produces those brain chemicals that we get when we're dopamine, having a good right? time. Yeah, that dopamine, so, norepinephrine, yeah. serotonin, all yeah. those things that we want to have. We we get a major dose of that from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a funny video, but continuously doing that, we're getting that click, 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 and our brain's getting that, and then it's used to getting that. So when yeah. we're not getting that constantly, like all, we're the, like, over oh my and life over, sucks. Yeah, 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 our brain's yeah. like, what are you doing? We just got like nine doses of dopamine, and now we're yeah. doing nothing. What? Stop it. Yeah. So our our unconscious brain is like, we need more of that because mm-hmm. now we're sad. Yeah. And you're you're not producing the dopamine at a regular pace because your your brain also gets tired too. Mm-hmm. You can only produce so much at a given time, and your brain's like, bro, we got to recharge. We gotta we gotta do some sciency things over here. We gotta make yeah. this chemical again so we can have this for tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, if you ever you ever been with a like a good friend and you're laughing insanely hard, like harder than you've laughed in a long time, yeah. And then you reach a point to where, like, you, you can't really laugh anymore. It's still funny, but you've, you've like, maxed out your dopamine for that yeah. time frame. And that's yeah. essentially what we're doing with social media now.
2: Yeah.
0: Or the third person takes the joke a little too far and it's not funny anymore. That too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're, hey, man, I'm going to step away just for the restroom for a brief second, and then I'm going to come back. And then we're going to talk about um, – we're going to talk about deployments and we're going to talk about this whole radio thing because I'm very interested, all right? Okay. It's a loud flush. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can hear hear all of the plumbing in your apartment. Oh, man. I mean, it is small. Yeah, that energy drink just went Uh It is actually, yeah. Someone's clipping that one. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, Son of a gun. That's all right. We need content. Content for days. Okay. Uh, first question, typical, right? Everybody asks it of people that have, that that are in the military. How many deployments have you been on?
1: Oh, one, two, three.
0: Shit. Okay.
1: Um, what can you talk about? Uh, I mean, my deployments weren't all. My second deployment, I can't talk a lot about because of the stuff that
0: we did. <clears throat> well, that's the one we're going to talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one we're going to talk about. That's the goods. Um, my <laughs> just sent you the whole rest of the episode.
1: Yay! My last one was uh, technically a deployment. I don't consider it a deployment really more of a vacation because it was to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, mm-hmm. where, I mean, I had internet. Uh, I had yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a phone. I played video games. Yeah. It was it was the greatest deployment of all time. Nice. But it's a deployment because uh, potentially work on the side of where the detainees are. Yeah. Luckily for me, I worked with the staff, so I didn't have to have any interaction there. Okay. But working over there, I got my first dose of like podcast style radio hosting, doing all that type of things.
2: Yeah.
1: Because they they used to have they don't I actually got rid of it. Uh, it was called Radio Gitmo, and mm-hmm. it would it would actually broadcast to all of Fifth Fleet. So it's like all of AFRICOM, uh, all of South America, uh, if they tuned in. So AFN, if they had AFN, the radio or TV, they would hear it if they mm-hmm. so chose to. Huh. And <clears throat> we started off with just mental health topics. We would do one, one episode every Friday, and it would just have different topics, like CBT, Relationships, communication, and it started off. We picked up where the last team that was deployed there had left it, and mm-hmm. it was it was scripted, and it just it felt unnatural. And people kind of started tuning out, or if they did listen, they only listened for the music breaks that we had because we would have we would pick some themed music. So if it was mm-hmm. about relationships, we would have a "Crazy Bitch" plan or something like that. We we would pick some. <laughs> some funny songs like cupid's Choke yeah, yeah, yeah. related to the topic. And they would generally only really tune in for that because it was mm-hmm. funny and it was music. And yeah. we, we stopped doing that after about three, four episodes because it was, it was awkward for us and we kind of hated it. We switched it to more of a podcast style so we could have an actual conversation. We would have different points <clears throat> when we we're planning. It would be like, Hey, these are what I'm going to go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might ask you this, or I might cover this. So we wouldn't, trample on each other and co- both cover the same thing and then we didn't know yeah. what to talk about. So we we just made it more natural. It flowed better. people enjoyed it. I mean, do you think how how popular podcasts are now? Yeah, it's because people love having that in-depth conversation. That's what, one of the reasons I love podcasts because you're having a real conversation, even if you're just listening to it, your mm-hmm. your mind is engaged. you can be like, oh, yeah, that's a good point that's really cool. Or you're going to talk to someone else about the podcast. Yeah. They're going to start a conversation. And to me, it's, it's sustenance of, of words, meaning I hate small talk. Like, Hey, how's it going? How's the weather? What's going on? Like the, the, the bullshit conversations that you have in uh, everyday yeah. life with people are like, can we stop this? I don't want to do any of this right now. Um, hey, how many deployments did you
0: go on? How many people did you kill? Okay, bye.
1: It's and it's it's just so ingenuine. Yeah, I, I hate conversation that's on the surface
2: because mm-hmm. I
1: have to engage in it as well. Say like mm-hmm. if a patient comes in for a doc and I'm not seeing them, I'm just taking their vitals. And they don't want to talk. Some of them will talk, and it's a great conversation talking about a video game or whatever's going on. Some of them, I mean, naturally they don't want to talk. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, is it hot outside today yet? And I'm like, I hate everything inside of me right now for this conversation, for even bringing this up. It just wasn't worth yeah. it, I guess.
0: No, <laughs> I told you, man. I, I'm sorry. I, that was now you know. Yeah, I do that a lot, man. I just kind of toss my phone. But I mean, you just say you wanted to get rid of it, so yeah. Catch yourself doing it. Fuck out of here. I didn't even – dude, I, that was so impulse, dude. I probably shouldn't have even done it. It's natural. It was a silver alert. They expected me to put an S on my chest and go rescue somebody. What so. the hell is a silver alert? I don't know. I think it's like the, yeah, something's going on in like Albuquerque. I guess somebody stole somebody. Some, I don't know. Is this an Air Force thing? No, dude. This is – uh. let me – okay. Now, since we're asking about it. No, no. I'm uh, oh, no. Amber, Amber alert. So let me go – I'm going to go put my vest on, and I'm going to go find – uh, one-year-old male.
1: Just, just any one-year-old.
0: Yeah, I'll be right back.
1: Yeah, I mean that's easy. Just take a one-year-old and be like, "Yo, I
0: found him." Yeah, right. I just don't know why I'm getting it in well uh, where I'm at. It's. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a law.
1: Me. It goes out to like everybody in that area. This means basically somebody lost a child in your area. I don't know who Amber is, but she gets lost a lot.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. Okay, continue. You're talking about, about uh, <clears throat> basic conversation when somebody comes in talking about games.
1: Oh, in general, if it's if it's a conversation that's just on the surface, mm-hmm. I hate it. it. Yeah, everything inside of me wants to wants to end the conversation, mm-hmm. and rather, I'd rather be silent. If, it, if we're silent yeah. and we didn't have to do this conversation, that would be preferred.
0: Now, my question for you is: Where do you think that stems from? Because I kind of want to touch on this a little bit more. What do you mean? What do you think the whole don't like small talk kind of stems from? Because I kind of have an answer for you. Uh, Not for you, but for me, for you, because you was like, when like, you know what I'm saying? And you have a dream when you like, when you like, but when somebody makes small talk and you don't want to have the small talk, why do you, what do you think that kind of stems from?
1: Meaningless conversation. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, there's no purpose behind it. Like you're just, it's almost like you're just talking to talk.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, they,
1: They feel awkward in the situation if there's silence, but they're also making it awkward with. Talk that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. You get you get the fake laugh like ha ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that darn weather. And <laughs> that it's darn just, weather. It's just be, Never heard just of her. be silent.
0: Yeah. I like it. I <laughs> My thing is I, I really like to help people. Right. And I really like to dive into things. I don't really like to keep things short. So I think that that's kind of my thing when somebody starts talking like and it's just kind of meaningless, real short, simple. That's why I think I want people to just be quiet because I'm like, what is this benefiting? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it, it, me and you talking about the the the, the weather it, or keep trying to cut into to, to, to stuff that doesn't anybody cut into. Right. There's nothing that's good. We're not going to benefit anything from here. Right, Mm -hmm. but it's that's yeah i mean it's got it's pros and cons right but i like to i like to help i like to dive in i like to really um i guess solve problems and me and you talking about the fact that it's 85 degrees outside and usually that's not hot but holy shit it's hot today That's
1: like oh man it's like it's almost like it's like this every day i put it i compare it to the conversation that you have with most officers where it's like Mm -hmm. it's just the most fake on the surface like you're talking to your ceo like yeah yes sir everything is great how was your day oh that's good nobody cares Nobody wants to have this conversation. It's the fakest shit ever. You want have you seen that, that Chaplin video, dude? No. <laughs> you know the, you know the CEO also wants to get out of that conversation, but he's like, oh, yeah. everyone's going to do it. Imagine, honestly, though, if you think about it, imagine how he feels when he knows almost every interaction that he has is going to be a fake conversation simply yeah. because of his position. Uh, Who's asking uh, the CO how he's doing? Yeah. Who's doing it? Comment below.
0: <laughs> Comment below. Tell me the story. Oh, man, dude! I wish you've seen that chaplain video, man. That thing's so funny. I'm gonna need some more
1: information than this. You <laughs> he, can't like, just he, end he, on chaplain video.
0: I mean, I saw it on Facebook, but it was just like kind of like a play on like where chaplains kind of come in and they have to try to be relevant and you know and relate, you know. But he like comes in, and he's like, "Oh, so you're shooting these, huh? Yeah, I remember I shot these one time. Yeah, so like." We're gonna have a good day today. Why is every chaplain so awkward? I don't know, man, but it's just so funny. Oh, you guys are shooting Cheeto rounds. Ah, I remember shooting that. There's yeah. a
1: difference between awkward and creepy, though. And most <laughs> chaplains are just creepy. I don't know why they're they're like like the president sniffing hair weirdness. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: what, what, what are we doing here, sir? I brought your monsters. I remember my first monster. You want to hear about it? It's just, yeah, it is on that level uh, of creepiness. N- n- no, no, I don't, sir. I don't, actually. Like part of you is intrigued,
1: but you're also like, this is kind of strange.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh man. man, I love it. Okay. Back to the topic, if we even remember what the topic is. Oh, was.
1: man, I'm squirrel as fuck. I don't remember what we were talking no, about. No,
0: you're good. We're going we're gonna to cut back into – so you started doing this radio hosting and, and all of that. Okay. Um, so where, where do we go from there?
1: We went far off to the left apparently.
0: <laughs> Smoke fit, so, baby. Yeah. So
1: so I started doing that and it was really cool. And I, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I wanna I wanna get a recording of these. Never listen to them ever. Yeah. And I still have a recording of them mainly because I wanted my fiance to hear them. She's never listened to them. They're just uh. taking, taking up space for no reason. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up actually meeting Brock, and I met Brock through Regiment actually. He mm-hmm. was dressed in in drag on his Twitch stream. And he was what? like, Yo, I I do some gaming podcast stuff. You want to be a mm-hmm. guest? So I started doing that with him. And then for like six months, I did that with him. Yeah. And it it was awesome because it was it was honestly one of the things I looked to forward to in the week the most because it was a legitimate conversation. It was about something that we both were interested in. And it was like just two dudes bullshitting in the barracks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just about specific topics yeah hell yeah is it, it was great and then i unofficially became like his secondary host for a while mm-hmm. and now any type of podcast that i get to be host on i'm like hell yeah let's
0: do this uh let's freaking do it um on top of that too you said that you cover commentary to commentator multiple battlefield one tournaments so let's uh cut into that for a quick second
1: yeah, so I don't know if you've ever heard of. <clears throat> oh man, what was it? it used to be uh, Battlefield League. They used to have different leagues, and a lot of them were on Discord. Uh-huh. Um, you know, actually, just
0: just looking right now, uh, Battlefield Nation was one of them. Uh, well, I remember hearing about like the different countries that would compete in Battlefield, and that's how that whole joke kind of started. Where it's like we should fight our wars like this from now on. And I'm like, you know, oh, that, that would be cool. terrible, especially for <laughs> Battlefield One. I'm not trying to go back <laughs> to the trenches. Yeah, no, 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 no.
1: But Battlefield got me away from Call of Duty because it was – it's almost – Call of Duty is like a bullshit conversation that you, you're like, I don't want to be a part of this, but I'm always there. And you yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to it. Battlefield to me was like a, a legitimate conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and mm. strategy and everything. What was so, your first
0: one? Because mine was Battlefield 4, man. Battlefield 4 sold me. I know I'm not old it, school. It but, was
1: 4, but I got into 4 later in the Mm -hmm. cycle. So I didn't get super, super into it. I think I was there for like the last six months I started playing it. So I didn't really get all that much into it. And then I was Mm -hmm. like really hardcore in Battlefield one.
2: Yeah.
1: And we, we, I started getting on these teams and getting into the competitive play. And one of the guys was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to stream this and we're going to commentate. And my team sucked and we lost. And they asked if people wanted to, do commentary on the other team. So we would like we'd have to get a server and we would get the camera angle and you'd have to go to different people, talk about mm-hmm. what's going on, be funny at the same time. Yep. All types of the same type of thing of, of color commentary. You can't just comment on the on the game what's what's going on. You've got to have a little bit of banter and conversation going on. Yep. And it was fun. And so I did two of those and then oh I wanna say last year. Last year, me and uh, Do Boiler were the color commentators for the first Warzone tournament that we did, and it was hilarious.
0: (laughs) Are you going to do any commentating for, I saw they got something coming up where they're looking for casters. Are you going to get involved with that?
1: I would love to, but Call of Duty is just dead to me. (laughs) If it were for anything other than Call of Duty. Maybe for the next Call of Duty, I'm going to look into it because I do enjoy doing it. It's really fun for me. Mm -hmm. But I have to, if I don't know the game, I can't commentate that's a on that's the tough it. part. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Right. Like if it was a Valorant tournament, I can't be a color commentator for Valorant because I'm more gonna be asking like, what what weapon is he using? How did yeah. he even do that? I'm more trying to figure out what's going on than like commentating on the actual game. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever you've ever seen uh, Courage JD on YouTube. He used to uh, do COD shows, and listening to how he would do commentating on Call of Duty. Uh, tournaments and everything it was it was exciting it was in your face it was conversation that you wanted to hear but it was also relevant to the gameplay it yeah. was captivating Is a good word
0: so i'm gonna keep this brief because it's this isn't my show this is this is your show this is your episode you know what i'm saying false <laughs> but uh false uh thirteen, fourteen. um podcasting black ops 2 that was like my prime time Man, I remember being a podcaster for about seventy-five episodes on YouTube. Man, it was like I loved it. That was my gig. That's where, and Black Ops Two had my heart for like the longest time. And I think there's a lot of people that can associate with that, right? It Still has my heart. Um, exactly, right? Quick Scoping Dude was like my shit, man. I just ballistic. I just in the morning made my little coffee. You know, these cods.
1: These cods now are just like whores. They they're, they're just the, they're the same. Eh. Any.
0: They walk in and you want to do exactly. Yeah. I did like modern warfare though. 2019 Modern Warfare. I oh I love it, dude. I love it so much. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what hard, what hard pass. But um that's all right, man. It's each is their own. <laughs> I also like Advanced Warfare. So hey man, say what you want to say.
1: I admit I enjoyed Advanced Warfare. It was, yeah, I miss it, it was, dude. The
0: BAL. Just I could I I would just shoot around and reload it. Like I was just, it was yeah.
1: different. It was something you either didn't like it because it was new. Yeah, and you didn't understand it, and you didn't want it futuristic, but it yeah. was it was they did a really good job on it. Infinite that's Warfare, why I think I like trash.
0: It. Yeah, dude. Yeah, mm. trash. And I think that's why I liked Advanced Warfare because it was the first of its kind. It was like the first time they were like, "Yo, this is what we're gonna do, and we're gonna give this a shot." What and that I, just, I thought was it was executed well. It, uh, was it was it Black Ops Three? Yeah, Black okay. Ops being Those the
1: two, those two did it well. Yeah, Black Ops Three. Kind of, they're like, "All right, we're gonna take away the double jumping." Yeah, keep it mostly the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was it was good. I thought they did a phenomenal right. jobs. I was actually playing Black Ops Three three days ago because I wanted to go back and do the Zombie Chronicles, and I I miss I miss OG zombies, man. I was playing for Ruck and I was sitting there getting all creeped out just like I did when I first started. I'm like, ah, people are screaming in the background. This is creepy, you know? Classic. Yeah. Classic. But uh, yeah, the COD commentating, man, and that's it. That's its old like COD casting, I guess. That's kind of like its own branch of like craziness because you have like your Call of Duty commentary. Mm-hmm. Where you're actually at an event and you're like, all right, that's what I'm talking about here, folks. There he is. He's gonna be taking him down here, crossing that right turn. Did you know the other day, uh, whatever phase member, blah, 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 right? But when you're doing the podcasting, that's like you in game actually playing and commentating. So I would go get three kills, get killed, and then commentate about that, and then what else is going on? You, I'm sure you're you playing, playing that. and no,
1: I've never played uh, and commentated at the same time. Never? no Dude,
0: that was the jam because i'd be like my
1: brain can't handle as adhd as i am i think that's I why i can't like it, do
0: that i think because it's like it's where you kind of become like a prime bullshitter though you know because you're able to just kind of like all right ladies and gentlemen here today is going to be spawning in with the smc or whatever, whatever something stupid right and then you just go in, get a couple kills, and you're like, ah, "I'm going to be taken down here, folks." And now we're going to be taking a look at uh, Roger here, going to be using that ballista here, trying to get a quick scope on a live freaking match right here. MLG for some reason trying to bring phase into something that doesn't need it. You know, just start bullshitting, right? Like you said, the banter, and you oh, bring well, in all this good weird. That's the. It's just I miss it. I miss it. But you want to know who doesn't miss it? My parents. So your neighbors. Yeah, my neighbors. Dude, I would just, I'd be like, all right, ladies and gentlemen. And you'd hear my parents go like, all right. And he's starting again. They would take their cups of coffee and take the cigarettes outside and go go do their own thing all day. And I'm just sitting in there trying shut to get a job. Would you just shut up? I'm like, no, this is my life, Ma. It's not a phase. This is real. And they never <laughs> believe it. No pun intended. They never believed it. They never believed it. And
1: look, here we are now. Still yeah, nerding. here we are. Still nerding out. Still nerding out, dude. Still nerding out. <laughs>
0: It's not a All right. Uh, on the topic of gaming, I want to talk about just I'm briefly. About I don't already. know if you play Halo or not. Nobody uh, does anymore. But yeah, no. I'm, I'm, um, I've am I'm i been playing Halo since 2004. I have multiple books. I know Halo history more than I you
1: wrote would like to Halo. admit.
0: What? You wrote books on Halo? Fucking hell yeah. Are you asking if I wrote them? Yeah. No. Well... No. Internally, yeah, absolutely. I'd make like these little short stories where I'd be like, What if Master Chief did last? You know
1: that's typical Air Force talking about how you can read.
0: I've been reading for a long time, though man. Come on. Must, I've had the book fall nice. of reach since like two thousand five, dude. Uh, I wonder like, what, what it's like to be jam. able to read. Uh it sucks.
1: I mean the Marine Corps killed a lot of brain cells for me, so I used to be able to read. Now I feel like I just licked the window.
0: Well, no, here's the deal, man. Like, I read, but do I process the information? That's a different question. I read the book, but ask me about how many pages I actually remember.
1: You ever be reading a book and you have to reread the same paragraph like four different times because your brain is just not there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I stop. Start reading. thinking about other shit. You're like reading it, and you're like, "This is so crazy." But like mac and cheese sounds really good right now. And then you're at the bottom of the page, and you're like, "Fuck!" If it's and not you know, a deployment,
1: right. I can't read. I can't focus on it. Well,
0: anyways,
1: back to the Halo days.
0: <laughs> back to the Halo days. Yeah, I uh. I'm so severely upset, man, and, like, underwhelmed with Infinite, but I'm super excited for this Forge. I don't know if you're seeing all this stuff that they're talking about, Forge, but I'm super Was excited.
1: The VR the that they're trying to come
0: out? Nah, the Forge mode, man, where, like, you can create maps and you can do, like, all this okay. stuff. And it's supposed to be better this year. It's supposed to be better this year. This new Call of Duty is going to be better. This is going to be better. Yeah. This is Call of Duty. Oh, my God. That just reminded me, man. Look at We've me. We've been hearing squirrel. that every year. Yeah, but I mean, I love that because it's such a run-on joke, dude. I love it. But I like I, I use it for everything now. It's like, this year, we got this. This new is year. Call year, of Duty. Me. And it's like, come on, dude. Come new year, on. New, new year, new me. New year, new same, me. And same. It's the
1: same. We're the same game. Gonna be the same, just like every year when people say "New Year, New Me." No, Yo, you're the same person. You didn't change anything, Fred.
0: Yeah, or Toyota, where they have a commercial that has nothing to do with anything car related, and at the end of it, it says Toyota, and you're like, hmm.
1: I mean, I would okay. totally drive a Prius with these gas prices. I mean, dude, uh, you know, yeah. Yo, maybe. my my sister had a rental. We drove to Pittsburgh for seven hours. We got 57.8 miles per gallon. It costs us $20 for this trip.
0: I learned how to drive in a Prius. I
1: wouldn't tell people that. <laughs> I'm being vulnerable here, dude. I'm, take, <laughs> I'm taking my steps to
0: vulnerability here. That's, that's too vulnerable. <laughs> but it was it was at a program called – it was called Stop and Go, man, because I refused to drive for the longest time because I just was – I mean, part of me was scared, and another part of me – I just – I knew that driving was like the the – not the most – at the time, I wasn't thinking about it like this, but I was like, I don't want to be on the road. Like, I don't because people suck. They're acid driving. You know what I'm saying? And I just kind of understood, I guess, younger that, like, the driving is the most dangerous thing that you can fucking do, man. We we It's second nature, right? We just get in our cars and we kind of go. But honestly, dude, like, that's that's a really dangerous thing that we do. And when I was 18, 19, they were like, you got to learn how to drive. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want to play Halo Street, and I want to be at home. But it's like you got to be able to drive to go get the food that you eat while you play the video games that you're playing, right? Not what? Not anymore. Not anymore. Man, <laughs> what a time to be alive. I <laughs> do uh,
1: Oh, man, I can't wait to get out and get fat, bro. Man.
0: Uh, hey, man. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, the gym's kind of like my hero right now, dude. I'm loving the gym. But Okay, uh, look, dude. love squirrel squirrel, 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 squirrel. I squirrel. do this I do every
1: too. podcast I'm on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think some people might like it and some other people are like, yo, this dude won't shut up. Uh, but Best
1: Forge. Generally.
0: They Forge. say, they say there's going to be able to be like scriptable AI. Okay. Quote, 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 unquote. Quote, unquote. Now hear me out. Halo Infinite campaign comes out, right? They've been working on for like five, six years. And I felt like I got fucking two months worth of a storyline. Okay? Sounds like some cyberpunk shit. That's what I'm saying. But now hear me out, right? Halo Forge comes out and it's great. Scriptable AI. You can make all these crazy big maps that we've never been able to make before. Hear me out, dude. Fan-made campaign missions. You've always thought about a certain portion of Halo like, ah, what if it happened like this? What if it went like that? And now we have the ability to potentially create that. Talk about actually being able to save Halo, dude. Like, what are your would, thoughts
1: on that? I think that'd be sweet. It would essentially have to be like how Fortnite has their custom games. I don't. You know lost if really me at for Fortnite. Yeah, generally, uh, I would feel the same way. Uh, I got into the, after their their no build stuff, so you don't have people building a, building a Hilton in front of you. Yeah, but I didn't. I never knew they have custom games and things that are not related to f- actual fortnite whatsoever they've got there's the there's like death runs there's i play golf with, i've seen the death with my friends that's like that's the most popular one yeah or well so well known i played golf the other day with my friends they've got they do zombies or anything? uh there is a zombie mode yeah you know how call of duty has the what is it the
0: my prop hunt prop oh, hunt yeah 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 yeah
1: there's a prop hunt in there and it's insane like it's huh. way more in-depth than wow. the Call of Duty version, yeah, I was mind blown. I didn't know they had all these mini games. It's it's mm-hmm. like the slightly older version
0: of Roblox. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the original Prop Hunt though from GMod, right? No,
1: I hate Prop Hunt.
0: It's so boring, man. Dude, I'm talking like 2012 Vanos GMod I, I just, Prop I can't Hunt.
1: It. I don't want to sit there and be a prop and hope that you find me.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. Oh, it's the original was was cool, man, because it was just like. There was five oranges on the map, and you saw one accidentally move, and everybody in the lobby's like, ah, ah, like the, the Leonardo DiCaprio sure. pointing at the screen, right? And it was like at one point it was very fun. I think now it's like kind of overdone. It's kind of I don't really want to sit there and be a prop anymore because like what do I do while I'm sitting there? But then again, that's Literally, like just nothing. You just attention there. span. That's yeah. the, that's
1: the worst part about the Fortnite one is that it's so massive and there's yeah. so much there. You're just you're just sitting there yeah it's boring but they have so many games and i think that's that's kind of what you're referring to if they if you were able to do those type of mini games and have that thing to where you could customize it that would be awesome
0: i mean but yeah, it needs need it, to be
1: on that level though yeah to be that good
0: well i i challenge you at some point today like on twitter or something like just kind of look up like halo forge because a lot of people are posting like content and you're really starting to see like dude some of these people are building maps that have like it's got it's rainy like it's it's throwing you right back to like halo 3 odst and you just you get immersed man you just land in there and you're like oh my god for some reason i feel like i'm fucking here man and it's looking good but then i read something that makes me mad it said that they're potentially gonna actually monetize forge so Essentially, we don't know what it truly means. But if you have to pay for certain maps, they're going to use it. items, <laughs> dog. And if they do, man, I like I. God, they. Oh, I
2: man, can see. Think about smart. it. They, they create. They create a map.
1: Someone creates a map. Boom becomes an NFT. So if you purchase that NFT, that's your map now. I just. And then you could could sell your NFT. Someone else can have that map and play on it.
0: It's so sad, too, because, you know, like I told you earlier, right, like really being able to be in my own mind and really being able to almost like design this whole other universe. It's that the possibilities for Halo are so big, but I don't understand why they're fucking it up so bad, you know, big of a company. Like and it's sad, man. Why aren't more people? I mean, I think people are having these conversations, but why is nobody over there listening? Like they're just running something into the dirt, and it blows my mind. It's the. It's
1: just, I've had this conversation. Me and Brock have had these type of conversations uh, numerous <laughs> times, and it. I think it's kind of come down to when you get to be so big, and you're the. It's usually the publisher, and not the the studio. Yeah. They control everything because they, they control the money, so they control the game. The devs are the nerds like us that are mm-hmm. just smart and know how to make the game as well. Yeah, as the yeah. They don't want to see what happens to the game any more than we do, but they're forced by the people that are in charge that have probably never touched a video game or haven't really played one in like 30-some years. They're just out to get the fastest amount of money. That's why COD kind of went down the rabbit hole of garbage
0: yeah every year making a game and everybody's still buying the goddamn game it's because it got to a
1: level that it had a status that people were going to buy it regardless and the quality started going down but they didn't care Mm because it was still they were still getting their money they were just like produce it produce it produce it and now you see it's the smaller studios that are tending to make better games like santa monica they've got god of war they got the witcher series because they're independent studios that are yeah. they're the own publisher. When the studio is the publisher, it tends to be very good. Epic yeah. is like one of the weird ones. They're they're an anomaly so far
2: because
1: mm-hmm. they create really good stuff. Honestly, quality not the best yeah. as far as like personally liking it, but their quality of game is very good and engaging, and they they do very well.
0: Well, yeah, you, know, you look at Tarkov too. <clears throat> I, I I love tarkov i just don't like the specific play style of tarkov right now yeah i'm looking for more of a call of duty-esque like give me some team death matches tarkov style like just gritty this feels too realistic to be the way it is because i i suck i suck and i lose all my equipment and then i'm spawning in with just a pistol and i get obliterated and then i cry and then i go back and i play call of duty Right, well, I'm playing Scum right now. I don't know if you played Scum before. Scum is a real big game for me, and then Red Dead Roleplay. I'm real big into that right now. I don't know why. I is, that, is that the same stuff. as
1: like GTA Roleplay?
0: Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. It's just not Five M. It's called Red M. And uh, I just I like Red Dead because for some reason, man, and, and it's the soundtrack too. But Red Dead is one of the few games that when I get into, I just tunnel vision, and I'm like, Yo, I'm here, man. Hmm. And this is it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful map. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like I find myself going, going over a. It, it sounds so nerdy, but I go <laughs> over a hill in Red Dead, and I just pause and I go, "Holy shit!" Such a shit, beautiful dude.
1: landscape.
0: Yeah, like, folk it out, might just fucking camp right here. You know, I don't know why I went Peaky Blinders with it, but y- yeah,
1: <laughs> I did that for uh, Assassin's Creed. I would just stop on top of the mountain and be like, "This is majestic."
0: Just uh, one of those things. And then Rockstar apparently just doesn't give a shit about Red Dead, which is also embarrassing. Because yeah, they're uh, they're whatever.
1: they're too big. It's a moneymaker thing for them, man. I'm telling you, all the all the smaller students, like I don't know if you've ever played No Man's Sky. That's the game that I've been getting lost in lately.
0: I haven't, but that's the game that has uh, uh Norman Reedus, right? In or no my... that's last no man's sky, last last, the no, last, last, last stand the last stand last or man. something. Like no
1: man's that. sky is the one where you, you can explore space, like you can go to thousands of planets. They, I think they calculated it. it. would take literally thousands of years to actually explore the entire game. That's how many galaxies and planets there are. It's like real time.
0: How the hell?
1: Yeah, it's insane. But when the game first came out, garbage, trash, did not do well. It had, it was broken. It barely worked. God. People crashed. It had like no content. Uh, think Cyberpunk. Uh,
0: or Master Chief Collection, launched. dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, did, yeah. it was trash when it launched. But yep. They were an indip- They're an independent uh, and smaller publisher. They yeah. stuck with it, and around I think it was last year, uh, a major article had come out about it, about all the updates and how it went from one of the lowest ratings on Metacritic and Game Critic to a, like in the top nineties. Like it's yeah. it's insane. Wow. It, it it's made them a massive jump because of the quality. They stuck with it. They did what. People wanted it to be and they made it to where it should have been originally, but they at least stuck with it. And even after all this time when it's an old game at this point, technically, they're still constantly updating it. They're making it better. And those are the ones those are the devs and the companies that care and that are also allowed to care because they're not controlled by a massive corporation like like EA Activision. The ones that are like, we want the money and we own you. So, you produce what we tell you to produce or work somewhere else, essentially.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I, something in there I like that you mentioned, and I'm gonna, I gotta give my buddy uh, credit for this. His name is Hidden Crypting. And me and him have had numerous conversations about how we just hate that, like, no game just feels good anymore. But Mm -hmm. he said, it seems like all of these companies are given a half ass game just so we can pay for it, and then they gradually update the game. Yeah. My problem is why is that turned into a thing? What happened to when in 2010, I get my Xbox 360? Actually, it kind of started there, but you get your 360, you get your Black Ops 1, you go home, you throw it in the disc tray, boom, you're online, you're playing, you're kicking ass, and then now you download a 100-gigabyte game, and it still isn't even finished yet.
1: Why even is, if you why is it even like if you that? get the disc now, you still have to download.
0: Yeah, you have to, to install. Break. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a good uh, answer. Pre-orders. Cuz that's how they can get all that money to probably continuously yeah. work on that game, so, huh?
1: If the thing about how pre-orders started, pre-orders I think really came around from what I remember a pre-order, I think I remember a pre-order roughly around like 2010, 2011, 9 era. I think Black Ops 2 yeah, it was yeah, huge. like that yeah, those that was were good. huge eras. But yeah. why a pre-order was because games were getting so popular and mainstream, but they were only disc versions. You could only buy them in a store. So you would pre-order to reserve your copy. Mm-hmm. Guarantee that you were able to get the game, take it home and play it, and didn't have to like wait till restock. You didn't have to wait till Christmas to get it. You had your game. And if you didn't pre-order, they were out. Basically, mm-hmm. you couldn't play the game. So pre order had a purpose. If yeah. now, you can just download it you can have it automatically set up to download at midnight. Yeah. So now pre-ordering has lost its purpose, and now it's a way for them to get our money early, and it it doesn't incentivize finishing the game. So they're like, oh, we already got our money. We can just finish the game later if it's not received well. Yeah. Or if people like how it is now, we'll move on to the next one. It just takes away what it used to be. So they can produce half ass stuff and then be like, oh, our bad. We're going to make it better. We promise. And then slowly it does get better. And then a year later when the next game comes out or they're halfway through whatever cycle it is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: nobody cares anymore. Like That should have been how it was at launch. Yeah. And if you need more time to do it, I mean, games are more advanced now. If you need more time to do it, take the fucking time to do it. Don't just yeah. take my money yeah. and be like, hey, we'll give you a few – cosmetics yeah things that are pointless that don't matter
0: well i mean i think the biggest thing too is like looking at when elden ring dropped man like that's that's how you do it like that dropped and was like wow why aren't more companies doing this like give us a good product to start because they did it well yeah and they and what you said was so nostalgic man pre-order your copy and then you go in and then you get it and then you go home with the disc in hand i'm like oh my god i was was stationed
1: in san diego at the time when when mw3 and black ops 2 came out
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and and advanced warfare but i those two specifically were some of the biggest ones me and my best friend standing outside this massive long mile long line outside of GameStop. yeah we get there about nine o'clock just to be uh, decent in line for the midnight release Mm -hmm. talking nerd talk with all the people in line don't know who they are but you're all talking about call of duty the features that you've seen previous games so black ops 2 we're talking about how mw3 was how things that we wish were different just that nerd talk in person then you go home the game servers are down crash you're like fuck can't play till tomorrow yeah yeah you install and now you don't have
2: that
0: yeah yeah
1: you're installing the day prior or it's pre-installing and, it, and you don't play it for like two days mm-hmm. and it's like not available to play. Or it takes two days to system. download. Exactly. <laughs> it's on the system. Yeah, And I'm like, why did you get my money when this game sucks? So I refuse. I refuse to pre-order a game. Yeah. Because if you're going to produce garbage and because and you have shown that you've consistently done that, why am I going to give you my money ahead mm-hmm. of time when your track record does not show that you deserve my money ahead of time
0: you know what i want to finally get into battlefield 2042 i played the trial about two weeks ago and i was like well now wait a minute dude i'm having a good time and then now i kind of yeah it's better to get into it now
1: if you just if you just now start getting into it it's better than like when it came out
0: yeah I heard, yeah, the biggest big, huge flop. Even then, though, I didn't like the look of twenty forty two. I was very upset that they went as futures as they did. The only thing that kept my interest in looking at the game was the portal mode. I was like, "That's cool, man." It's kind of like going back to Battlefield three for a long time. Yeah, honestly, it's a it's
1: a it's a very hurtful and touchy subject for me because I love Battlefield and I'm just so hurt uh, at how
0: yeah.
1: how much uh, they failed at it. And how much I want to love the game, but I know I know all the issues with the game, and it's just frustrating. Moment of Is,
0: silence. I know. I miss Modern Warfare Three though. Yeah, I like that you mentioned Modern Warfare Three. I really do miss that, and I love the grittiness of like the two v two, one v one face off. Man, like I remember going to school, and my buddy right before we go home, we dab each other up and be like, "Face off tonight!" And then boom, we get on the three sixty. Boop boop. You see it pop down at the bottom. You got online. You're like, yeah. It was and then survival you would mode face for me. Off, man survival mode yeah i'm sorry that was back when that
1: that was was back when you know all the lobbies were the same they didn't they didn't disband and then you could also uh, well should talk everybody in there
0: on survival mode i always got my ass kicked by the juggernaut so i just stopped playing i was like i don't know how to do this there's only certain
1: maps that i would play some maps would just destroy you
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: i'm a simplicity guy if it's too hard that's why i don't play Elden ring It's, it's quality of a game and it's phenomenal that it is uh i suck so i refuse to play
0: yeah i started dark souls and then 20 minutes later i stopped dark souls so that
1: (laughs) happened walk (laughs) into a room and you're dead and you don't know why i
0: was like yeah you know but then again
1: you play call of duty and you die and you don't know why either so yeah What's but really I just different? I just
0: remember, man. Just like uh, I think erosion was the map. But I just remember me and my buddy MSR two v two face off. Just going to town, man. Just all day face off, face off, face off, man.
1: It's good times. Back in that nostalgic days, you ever go and try to go back and play them? It doesn't feel the same.
0: It doesn't. You know what did though for me? Black Ops won for a little bit. And then recently I got the IW4X stuff. I installed it and I did a. Uh, there's still a couple Advanced Warfare servers on there. Wow. Now, first of all, I had to plug in my controller, dude, because I'm going to tell you right now, playing Advanced Warfare on the keyboard, dude, I'm like,
1: you got to be super
0: <laughs> precise. Yeah, I can't do that, man. You got it, like I don't, I do You're flying all around. Nah, not me. But give me that controller. I'm like ta da 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 da. What's what's really that game. mod?
1: They're they're creating that mod that has every Call of Duty ever I don't into know. it.
0: It's, I'm invested though. I remember Call of Duty Online though. That was a huge thing, right? It's
1: it's like COD squared or something like that. It's, I'm telling. You, if you Google it, it, it'll correct it to to what it actually is. It's. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you Google COD squared, God, it'll, it'll come. It'll come up with the proper thing of what I'm talking about. Hey SM2, and, yeah. SM2.
0: Oh, hey, what is this?
1: So they what? they took every every Call of Duty since I think Modern Warfare, and they started blending them. And think of like how Warzone is now; they've got three different cods and in, mm-hmm. in one. They started doing the like it was all the all old maps, all the old guns.
0: Ooh, hard hat. Yeah, uh, this is the map. A oh, man, mm, shit man. This oh. and it's a
1: it's a crowd thing. I I can't believe it's still going on. Like, there's not like DMCA, Activision that tried, hasn't tried shutting it down. It blows my mind. But
0: well, I mean, because if they're not going to charge for it, then they can do whatever the hell they want,
1: right? Uh, sort of. I've we've we've seen Destiny and other games. Nintendo's really guilty for this just DMCA slamming custom maps that look like them when they're, it's they're not making any money off of it. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like a map that somebody made and people are playing it. They'll strike it down and they won't, the person won't get in trouble for it or anything, but it, it just makes the map unplayable because it's, it's a trash. DMCA thing. Yeah. We, but so it blows. I don't know how they're doing it, but highly recommend watching a full video on it. It's mm-hmm. full nostalgia. And it looks epic. I want it to be done so bad. If it weren't mm-hmm. only crowdfunded, because that would kill Call of Duty straight up.
0: Oh, absolutely! Call of Duty, where they'd get killed by Call of Duty.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, reading, funny, right? killed, yeah, the worst it. enemy.
0: Yeah, yeah. God damn, man, I just mm. the good old. I, w- man. I wanted to get into Dark Souls, man, but I don't think I'm actually going to do it. I kinda I'm really leaning into this whole Red Dead roleplay thing though, because I'm really starting to get fond of roleplay. I know a lot of people make fun of it, but you can say whatever the fuck you want. I still think it's more challenging for you to be able to successfully do roleplay than it is for you to just play a fucking game. Because be- you have to be creative. You you have to you have to tap into a certain portion of your mind still too mm. you have to be and you have to be cognitive <laughs> right you have to understand that you are now in a role play scenario you are no longer in just a ah, hey man i'm gonna go eat some chips real quick and be right back like no you gotta you gotta be creative you gotta be like hey man i'm gonna sit down at this campfire real quick and uh, i don't know you come up with stupid little terms you know what i'm saying okay. little terms um but I, i'm really starting to lean into it and i really want to uh dive into that realm but I, and i was going to get ready to report the record the gameplay too but um i have a laptop that can't uh go past like fucking 30 fps so then when i go to record yeah man we're yeah i my buddy was like hey man don't get a laptop and i was like yeah you know what i think i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna go get a laptop and uh naturally right we all f- make a mistake just uh this one was a uh 1500 yeah, like, $1, laptop like mistake. going in the military yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> every military I, person to a high schooler i can't
0: wait to join don't do it i can't wait to join now I will be honest. Though. I, you know, I am. I'm. I'm glad I joined. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I would never. I would never go back. Yeah. Yeah. Like we yeah, say, we definitely funny in, it in reality, its own way. <laughs> yeah. You take me right back, and I'd be like, yeah. You know what? I'm still gonna go. It's
1: a yeah. Double-edged sword. Like we wish we didn't do it, but we'll also do it again. Yeah. Funny. Well, <clears throat> how long have we been going? Hour and 57 minutes. Huh. That's. It's not bad. bad it is, is really part? isn't. What. How long was the first one? I don't remember. The first one was
0: about an hour and like 30. The second one, uh, now that we can talk about it, because this isn't gonna be uploaded until it's uploaded, was with Icy. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He takes over the stream every now and then. uh um, I saw in my
1: mind, i I'd mod for so many people on the server, the names yeah. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll know you.
0: Well, and his episode was incredible, man. I was I was really happy for it because we got to give him the the main th- reason that I like doing this show is because it gives people a platform to be able to come on and just kind of Say what they want to say, but also give them a platform to just talk about who they are, you know? And I feel like there's a lot of good people, especially in this team, man, that 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 have stories that they can share that can motivate the fucking masses, dude. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it needs to be done. I'm not weird, um, guys. I hate talking about mm. myself.
1: I feel it's harder talking about myself or yeah. even uh, when we have our military, our Navy evals. Uh-huh. We always have to write them ourselves. Yeah. like – I don't know what to do or talk about. Yeah. This is about me. If I were talking about my junior salary, but like,
0: he did this, this, this. That's what I'm saying. We have the we have our the EPRs, right? The um uh, evaluation progression system or something like that. I don't know, record Uh but like the first one that I was gonna write, they asked me, they're like, Hey, what did you do this year? And I'm like, I don't know, I didn't save any fucking lives, so I guess just not much. And they're like, It doesn't work like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't I didn't do anything big, so I you know, I'm here, I'm doing my job, I'm taking care of my people, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, No. Like what else did you do? And it's like that's I that's a across the military spectrum. I don't like the eval system because it's become very fluffed. I'm gonna leave it at that. Significantly, yeah, I don't like the idea of taking the fact that you flipped a coin and somehow that saved us 250 million dollars in profit. Right? Like I just right. it's well, it's one of those things where I, I don't really like it, but I get it. I get it. I get why it exists. I think that's but at army the, the army
1: or navy air force thing because I don't think the army and marine corps does that. They're more performance based. They've Actually, got their pros and cons, or however the army calls it. Yeah. But it's not nearly as. I get it, but I don't. You know, as us, Yeah,
0: yeah, I get it, but I just.
1: It started. I think it started go. out as something good, kind of performance. It was like performance, technically performance based, just performance on paper, and now it's just about writing up like i changed a hand sanitizer bag into i eliminated four thousand microbes and single-handedly prevented the spread of COVID 19 to whatever like taking you change a hand sanitizer bag into that bullshit is why i hate it now
0: dude did you see that thing that trended around where it talked about the airman or the nco that uh changed breathing into like a bullet like a very Big bullet. I've seen similar things, but
1: I haven't seen this particular one.
0: Oh, man. It was so funny. I wish I could recall everything offhand, but it was just funny because they sent him back in the office and he's like, yo, is this bullet about fucking breathing? And the guy goes, well, you, you can say that. And he's like, fuck, not, dude. Go rewrite that crap." But I was like, man, that's, him credit that's, that's, for, that's it. The
1: hell yeah. For being like, that's, uh, that's all about breathing.
0: Yeah, it's like I took carbon dioxide and transformed it into this, thus saving the lives of my team <laughs> members around me and allowing us to do the mission. And it's like, yo, what? That's that's, that's how I'm writing my resume.
1: Whenever I get out, It's exa- I'm writing a resume. How I wrote my military evals.
0: Yeah, there's gonna be some real shit on there, but it's gonna be a
1: lot of bullshit. It's gonna yeah, sound yeah, yeah.
0: amazing. And then at the end of the day, you just be like, yeah, dude, like that one right there. That was just. How was me changing out the hand sanitizer bin, bro? Oh, 100 percent. You know, if you have a,
1: a military person or a veteran that's interviewing you, and they see that, oh, they
0: get it. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> they're
1: gonna be like, impressive. I know this is full of shit, but yeah,
0: Germex got it. Okay, cross that off.
1: What did? Uh, what What are your real skills?
0: Yeah, what are your real skills? All right, man. Well, it's been two hours, man. It's been an incredible episode. we bounced all over the place, but I mean, that's. It's kind of way it goes right being being two podcast hosts and just natural fucking going going yeah just going with the wind and that's that's what i like to do with this show just like you talked about that whole radio thing like scripted i mean it's just not it's not fun i like the natural conversation and that's what i look for when i listen to a podcast is i like to listen to two people naturally talk and mm-hmm. that's where i find the most interest because i'm like oh man you never know what's coming next and it's just that's the fun for it yeah. right you can have like a guideline or like specific topics you want to
1: hit and yeah, cover. yeah that's cool but Having it scripted though, it just yeah, it feels awkward.
0: Okay, and now we are going to talk about Halo Infamente. Like, get out of here, man! I'm playing. How dare get you talk here.
1: about how I talk?
0: Immediately, like, you- right? <laughs> Hurt. Hurt.
1: I sound monotone all the time. Okay, it's Tunny, not just get
0: it put the ball down.
1: Never reminded me. Stop looking the window.
0: Stop looking the window. I'm just trying to ball my bros. The snot all
1: berries right. taste like snot Just saying.
0: Ooh. Um. All right, man. This is your shot. Outro. Tear it up. Give us anything you got. Plug it all. And we're gonna we're gonna out of here.
1: I don't really care about talking about myself. So you've already seen my name on the screen. If you want to look me up, do that. Everything is the same. But the real take home is talk to somebody. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and get help when you need it.
0: Yes. Indeed the dock, everywhere. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I guess that's it. I suck with goodbyes as you guys have seen on the last two episodes. (laughs) Uh, Hey, big shout out to G fuel gamer advantage and paradox customs. Appreciate you guys being along for the mission. And of course stack up, you guys have been incredible. Your guys's mission going along with our mission and just everything that we're doing good for veterans, military alike, and just handling all of this. And, uh, uh, you said Reverent Warrior, right? Reverent Warrior is it? Reverent Warriors. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more. Um, I short, like what short, you got shorts. going on there. If you check out
1: the short, events, shorts. the events in the Discord. So there's okay. there's uh events all around the country, different hikes, different cities, states, etc. Okay. Find one that's closest to you. Wear your regiment jersey. Take your regiment flag, and get the nerds together.
0: All right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, appreciate everybody for listening on this episode. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Later. Peace out.